Thank you for calling I, the show, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything. My name is Brady. My goal today is to provide you with world-class customer service. How can I help you? Hi, Brady. My name's Katie, and on May the 4th, I bought um, tickets on the Blueberry Brain Train, and I have yet to receive them. Could you please help me? We're so sorry to hear about any inconvenience you're experiencing with our product. Let me just look at our records real quick, and it looks like uh, we had issues processing your credit card payment. But you've ran my card three times now. I'm so sorry, ma'am. I'm looking into the issue. But here's how we can rectify the problem today. For just $29.95, a discounted price, by the way, we can upgrade you to first class on the Blueberry Brain Train. That's a $99 value. What do I get for $29.95? I'm so happy that you asked that, ma'am. For the $29.95 price, you get, first of all, an unlimited supply of blueberry muffins. Of course, free of charge, complimentary. You'll also get a heated seat, a neck warmer, and best of all, you'll get our patented, world-class, mind-blowing existential crisis. That all sounds wonderful! So you would like to purchase this today, ma'am? Absolutely! Bill my card for the fourth time, sir! Alright, well, I personally can't bill your card, but I'm just gonna go ahead and place you on a brief hold and transfer you to the I Digress department. So, we were talking about suicide. It's a touchy subject. Yeah, we went from viruses to suicide, which is Well, we went from black AI to black holes to viruses. We, we've been all over the place we before we ever everything. even hit record. Yeah, we did that again. So, but um, you guys are joining us here in our very deep conversation where we were questioning why the suicide rates have gotten so high. And mm. we're not, I don't know, every life is precious, technically, I guess. You don't sound convinced. I, I want to believe that, but I sometimes find myself questioning why we all think we're special. Well, we were talking about that too, like anthrocentric, like yeah. that we're, the world is, we're the center of the universe and we make all the rules and so we're super, super special yeah. because of it, right? I think we all have God complex, whether we know it or like it or not. Um, mm. But think about all of the possibly trillions of bacteria we kill each year uh, just in our gut. We do kill a lot of life. I mean, think about that. Think of the millions we kill to eat. If Why are we so special and a single cell is not special when we're just made of uh, numerous single cells put together? Ooh, you're going into some deep territory here yeah. because now it's like, is life special because we have... Are we more special because we have a consciousness? Like, what makes us special? Maybe our consciousness is laced with a delusion of being special we drank the delusion kool-aid yeah it was in the amniotic fluid. it was the aliens guys that gave us the delusion kool-aid the delusion aid do you think that's why you know there's that whole thought that we're what is it the conspiracy that we were just planted here we're seeds planted on oh, the planet oh panspermia yeah. panspermia yeah and that may not be something like an alien put us on a ship and flew us here like the scientologists believe or whatever xenu or whatever that is or volcano sperm i don't i don't remember the exact I'm sorry. I, I don't know i get some of the cults mixed up Volcano sperm. Uh, <laughs> sorry, John Travolta, if you're listening to this. But, uh, I don't think he is. It's We're a safe. cult. Um, uh, but like, I think one of the panspermia theories is just that it kind of happened. Like a planet broke apart that had life cells on it. Maybe they were frozen and it just eventually made it to Earth. Or maybe the planet that originally collided with the molten Earth to create the moon Possibly had a life on it. I don't think that's true, though, because it would have been wiped out with, like, uh, you know, because it was a big so molten hostile. ball of lava. Yeah. I mean, there are extremophile bacteria that can survive. They're yeah. fascinating to me. Have, oh, have those ever... are so cool. The I ones love, that can like, survive. Live in lava and, tube vents. And, and... The methane. Oh, and then did you see, like, um, recently they were saying, like, 
like the life on Venus or whatever. Oh yeah, some kind of bacteriophage or something. I don't know. Well, exactly. what about like the water they the found? Exact... What they found in frozen water on Mars? What do you think? So, like, because there are bacteria that live in frozen in high pressure environments. Yeah, I always like what was show was. There's a show. Uh, what was it called? The BBC did it where there's a thawing mammoth and these wasps came out of it and they laid parasitic uh, larvae in the people and the people became kind of crazy. Like, wait, did this happen for real? It, I don't know if it happened for real. Well, no, no, it was an actual show. What was like it called? Like wasps already terrify me enough. The little freaking, well, these were like special, like super, super special wasps. And they had been frozen in the ice since, you know, the mammoth age. Oh, okay. And then when okay. they thawed out, they were still alive in there and they got inside people and it made them. I don't like that you idea. Need, yeah, that, I can't. Okay, I'm going to look it up while we talk about this because it's driving me nuts. Um, That it's, show gave me nightmares. I feel like I've, where I have heard of that. You Have you heard of it? Oh, I can't. It's on the tip of my tongue. I know. It starts with a D, I think. Uh, wasps and mammoth. Guys, I hate wasps. They Tell freak us why. me out. I don't. Man. They're useful. They're though. these little tiny things, and we shouldn't be afraid of them because fortitude. Fortitude. Okay. Yes, I, I have heard of that. Yeah, where it's like it's up, it's up in the Arctic. You know. Yeah. It's up by where they uh, have that seed vault. I'm Man, sure. That freaks me out. But we shouldn't be afraid of wasps because they're so much smaller than us. But they're these little things that just. You know, when, when they sting you, okay, their mindset, this is what freaks me out, I think, the most. The mindset of the wasp when stinging you is, I'm going to kill this thing. It's murderous. Or it's I'm a homicidal put... little insect with venom that causes pain, like direct pain. Like, it feels like somebody's putting a cigarette out on you. And that in and of itself isn't that bad. Like, it's just a little bit of pain. Whoop-de-doo. Some of the wasps out there are like uh, the tarantula hawk, for example. Big boy. Oh my god. Big One boy. of the most painful, if not, it's debatable as the most painful sting. Um, I, there's this YouTube channel, Coyote Wild, <laughs> and he, for whatever house. reason, he is ridiculous and he likes to sting himself with everything. That guy's for our, for our, for our education, quote unquote. No. But he, he debates whether or not that's more painful than the, uh, the giant hornet, the, the new murder hornet. Like thing that's in a big craze in the U.S. right now. Everybody's scared of. Just holds his own but he up. stung himself with both over the years, and uh, he he says that one's the most painful. The murder hornet. Or yeah, the... the murder hornet is more painful than the tarantula hawk, but not by much. But <laughs> I'd love uh, just put my arms out for comparison. Either way, right? I, I digress a little bit, but like no, it's okay. Wasps like freak me out because of their mindset of I'm going to murder this thing because it's I don't know why. Just I think... sometimes for reasons. Just because they're angry. They're like, you know, I haven't found water in a few days. I'm just going to sting anything I see soon. They're, I they're hate just parasites. Aggressive. Parasites are the worst, Brady, because species that perpetuate, what is that, perpetuate themselves by using parasitical reproduction methods. Oh, my God. Where, you know, it lays some eggs in you and grows while you're still alive. Yeah. Worst nightmare. And also, parasites just kind of piss me off because you can live with them in you, but they're robbing but they're you. They're mooching you. They're they don't like have a robber rent, barons. They don't have a rent check. I do not like parasites. Can I you imagine been, if, oh. we, if we could charge some of the parasites? Because we probably all have well, some sort of parasites. We have lots. Some of the cells in our body are just living off us. I mean. I live on a farm. We're I'm a symbiotic... sure I have stuff oh, going yeah, on Oh, yeah, you probably do. Yeah. We're, we're, a, um, we're essentially like a superorganism, mm -hmm. and we have all of these other little cells and other little life forms completely separate to us that we actually rely on, like our gut biome and our even our mouth has its own biome that's necessary. Mm -hmm. The bacteria on our skin actually kill some of the, the stuff off, the, some of the germs that are bad. But uh, where was I going with that? Oh, uh, parasites. Yes, parasites. Imagine if you could charge them rent. I would love it. I would be so rich. Like humans have a propensity to like, you know, be all about the real estate. 
And <laughs> all about so, the Benjamins. But yeah. we don't focus on the real estate of our body. Well, I'm really interested in <laughs> psychobiotics where like in the you were talking about suicide, okay? We were talking about yeah, mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get back to that. Well, psychobiotics is this relatively new field of study where your gut bacteria determines a lot of your mental health. I'm super fascinated. I have been my whole life because I feel it's, like... It's a pretty new study, too. Like, what, the last ten, not even 10 years? It's, they've it's really relatively been new. That, breaking into that? You know, because there's thoughts about autism. There's thoughts about just that our gut controls a lot. Yeah, I, and, I heard people talking about, uh, like, sugar addiction is, is almost directly related to the gut biome. Well, yeah, because you have candida, which is a type of yeast. And if you don't have the right bacterial... And see, our people, mm. we used to ferment food as a means of storage. The human body is needs that type of bacteria, the good bacteria, to keep everything balanced. A yeast and whatever. Yeah, it keeps everything zen, right? Well, yeah. now, our modern diet... Think about the last time you ate a bowl of kefir... Or drank a cup of kefir or ate some uh, sauerkraut or I don't even kombucha. There's never? Never? No, no not, not never. I've had sauerkraut. Have I've you ever had kombucha? had kombucha once? Oh, it's so gross, though. Really? You don't? Oh, you've not had Like, kombucha. that's one of those things, like, it may be extremely healthy for you or whatever, but it doesn't provide any mouth pleasure, Maybe, which makes me think... What kind of kombucha did you have? I, I don't know. It does, I didn't enjoy it. It's so, like, I don't know. There's The best salsa the best. I ever had in my life was lacto-fermented. Isn't that weird? Like, fermented food is my Could favorite. I don't Maybe know. our gut biomes are different. They might. Well, and also, I grew up isolated, eating deer steak and not anything. And then we moved yeah. to Alaska when I was 10, so about hitting puberty. And we had to have chlorinated water and eat everything from the store. Our whole family got really yeah. sick and all out of balance. Stuff started a good time. And so I think there is a correlation between proper gut health and feeling good. I do. Oh, I yeah. think it's huge. And I wonder these mental illnesses that we're having, this explosion, I wonder if there is, like, it's tied in somehow to our industrial food complex. And the sugar addiction. Because yeah. sugar is absolutely terrible. We were not designed well, we to We love eat mouth pleasure. We do, but we were not designed to eat the volume Isn't of sugar. Isn't that weird? We it now. seems self-destructive that our mouths will tell us this is the best thing ever. Keep doing it. Because it is amazing. And then you get a dopamine drip from it because it's a drug. Well... But it's so self-destructive because... It's not good for you to keep doing that, but all these bodily signals we keep do. telling you to do it. Well, and then you're in this It's cycle. hijacked by this, by the dopamine drip yet again. Well, and I don't know about the rest of the world, but in the Pacific Northwest, there is a sugar drink drive through every block. And when I say sugar drink, it's not a cup of coffee. It's a sugar drink. You should see the things that these people get. It's yeah. like a coffee milkshake, and it's 32 ounces. When I drink a cup of drink, it should be like six to eight ounces and it should not be all sugar. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm like everybody else. I I'm Once a year or so, I probably have a milkshake because I want that dopamine drip. Hey, mm -hmm. I want but that. It's, I think it's okay in moderation every once in a while. That's the thing about sugar. Well, my point was. It's not going to kill you just once. Go to your local. Just go and look <clears> at people. People in their 30s and 40s after drinking these sugar drinks. Because I know a lot of the young people, because I'm around a lot of teenagers, they live on Red Bulls, Brady. Like, not just one or two. They're drinking four to six a day. And what's happening mm -hmm. is I I've been do I make library cards for people and I look at them and I'm like oh that person must be in their 40s they start they look waxy and they're gray and their skin you can see the collagen breaking down and yeah. I just notice you, you can tell a person who eats a proper <clears throat> diet versus someone that doesn't and I wonder if the mental health epidemic that we have is partially a side effect of that. Uh, if we were in Vegas and I had to put money on it, I would say that is most likely yes. Yeah. I mean, come on. Well, and how do you combat that? Because they're talking Education. about, oh, we need, we need all this mental wellness stuff. You know, we got to have these brigades of people to go. And you know what? I listened to someone that is absolutely miserable because of life choices they've made. I'm a really close friend with them. 
and I try to be there for them, but they are in a self-destructive pattern from choices they've made in their life, and they just feed that by not taking care of themselves. It's like they almost enjoy being in this spiral of, like a snake eating its own tail. Yeah. And I have gotten out of that spiral. It's really hard. I don't know why I was lucky enough to figure it out. And maybe that's part of the point of this podcast is we talk about stuff where you know, I, if I could yeah. have one person, I'd feel good about it. Now, we're not experts on any of the things we talk either. about. But I think just even bringing up the ideas that we discuss um, kind of would help you guys. Because if you guys are interested in the things we're talking about, you can go and educate yourselves. Which a lot is- of this stuff I we talk about, I bring up and I go, oh, you know, I really don't know a lot about that. And I'll, I'll go and kind of look it up later. Well, like you're, YouTube's yeah. a powerful tool, you know, even if, even if you're just getting sucked down the Illuminati rabbit hole also i'm a librarian use your library you can get anything there and it's free the library is amazing by the way yeah it's not a it's an actually really cool tool for if you know like what we're talking about i've got some books sitting right here like the psychobiotic revolution there's there's really neat things out there if you're interested and it's not like it used to be it's they're not limited to the books they physically have on hand now they can they it seems like you know you can pretty much get any book Mm -hmm. as long as it exists somewhere in this country it can be shipped to the library that's nearest you. Well, and I think that's the point of you and I like to talk about things. We don't have to be experts on things to talk about them. And no. I feel like that is some sort of arrogant thing in the the human sphere right now is that you have to have some sort of master's PhD degree. And in, you don't. And you don't. We're but, all humans. Much like every great scientist that ever lived, or every, every great discoverer or innovator, the first step is to have questions. Yes. And that's all really that I like to explore me too. Because again, I'm not expert. I'm a, there's a few things I'm more, I guess, uh, proficient proficient in or He's knowledgeable about. He's a relatively about. awesome guitar player. Don't yeah, let him be yeah, all yeah, humble. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys will never know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, well I was, actually on the way here, I was thinking about recording uh, our intro music, but with my guitar. Yes. I've been kind of yes. leaning, leaning towards doing that. One of these days yes. I might do that. i got to break it down. But um, back to what we were saying. Uh, by the way... Hail be to the ultimate god of everything, the guitar. Gotta love it. Um, Is that your god? Yeah. But no, we're not experts on anything. Uh, We just, I like to raise questions. And I like to personally question a lot of things because it helps me to go, well, that's what I need to look up and learn. Yes. And And that helps me figure out what I'm interested in learning. And because we have the collected works of humanity in the palm of our hand now, all of our knowledge, Mm -hmm. it's like you, you can learn anything. I have to, speaking of that, Yes, we have this powerful tool that allows us access to almost every bit of knowledge we've ever recorded. We need to weed through it. In the palm of our hand, and that's amazing. Like, can you even imagine, like, we didn't have this just 10 years ago. It wasn't Mm -hmm. even the same. But we have no, like, center of education to use the device responsibly. It's all kind of like, you're on your own. You're in the fire. Good luck. You're talking about we need the Institute of... Well, you know what it is? is and, and you're right. That's the problem with maybe humanity in general is there are some people like us that will put in the extra hours to find the truth or at least try well, to seek well, it. I don't like getting sold snake oil. No, I get resentful about it. Me too. So like, yeah. I, it's easy for me to go, okay, this article I'm reading is full of fucking shit. Excuse yep. my language. No, it's cool. But it happens way more often now than it ever has. Well, now like, I, re- are... I remember back in high school, they were like, how dare you use Wikipedia as an information source? I'm like, yeah, but I checked all of a bunch of different sources, and they all matched with Wikipedia. It just was easier so is the information... to start with Wikipedia. Yeah, so is the information false, even though it wasn't? like. Yeah, So, but, like, but now it's so much harder to wade through stuff than it was even just back then. 
even though now Wikipedia is even more of a, uh, is even more of like a, a, a good source of information as long as you check the sources at sites because now it's required. But who do you know besides me? It's just funny. That goes and checks because I do the same thing. I'll read an actual entire news article to the end and then I start breaking it down. And it's just yeah. because I want to know, well, why are you saying this? What bias do you have that makes you write this way? Because I know yeah. as a human, I have biases. You have biases, so it's going to come through in everything we do. And that's the thing I guess I get mad at with professionals because there's always a bias. I'm very, very impressed, and I love that people put the work in to become an expert at things. But then also there seems to be this, like, lack of honesty in the sphere of experts that you have biases. Yeah. I, and I know that's what peer review used to be for, is that your thesis had to stand up to this group of other experts, but now that doesn't seem to be happening anymore. Now yeah. they're just blatantly out in the public like, ah. Oh, this is this way because I say because I did this and it's like because I'm oh. Fauci. Sorry. Well, and then if anybody argues with it, they they're or just not even arguing. I'm not a. I want to just ask questions about stuff like you. I'm all. Well, what about this? Mm -hmm. And it seems like ridicule or well, you're just not. You don't know what you're talking about. It's like well, those are all had ad hominem attacks. I want to actually know about type point A, type C. You know, and they don't seem to do that anymore. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, I think another big issue as far as for average Joes, like the experts have their information sources and their research and their data mm. and their laboratories. And there's many different ways to like study things. But us average Joes out here, we don't really have a central source of just straight facts and information. It's all news articles with biases and trying to push us one way or the other narrative. Why? There's always a narrative, it seems, nowadays with yeah. almost every source of information. There's some kind of narrative or some stupid little comedic twist. So we need or something just like to take away from the just a, just the it's bare pushing, facts. It's pushing a narrative. And we don't have any – and I'm not about centralization, but as far as for information, it would be nice to have a, some sort of centralized pool of information that's just there – all of it's fact. Of course, we, nothing's really fact, is it? That's the problem. That's the whole problem with science. Do we need a, micro, a global Microsoft Encarta? Remember, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do we need yeah. a... Like, you know, well, and I think Siri or what's the... the Hey, Google, you know, the, we have these AIs now, and maybe the AIs are going to become that. Like, yeah. we were talking about that earlier. Maybe AI is going to become our central database of knowledge that, because they don't have an agenda, right? Is there a way for them to But then to they said they were racist yeah. when they did that study. Um, This guy I used to work with at, at the uh, the horse feed mill, mm -hmm. he was a pretty intelligent guy. Um, Me and him had really long conversations about this kind of stuff sometimes. And one of the things we brought up was uh, because AI is becoming more of a thing, what if it starts to actually generate our our news basically because it could be unbiased completely as long as it was programmed in a way where it could weed through and find just fact and report things with just fact and don't push a narrative it could probably be done well but we were just questioning like is that even possible could you ever even program something without bias because programming alone is going to put a bias into it i mean it's been seen we've talked about it last week a couple times mm -hmm. um so it's just like where, how can we or it, can we even separate any kind of human bias away from information that we kind of need to have? Is that even possible? I don't know. I've thought about that a lot lately. Well, that's why, too. I think, again, that's why science is such a group thing. Because if one person has a bias, somebody else's bias can compete with that. And then at the end of the day, you end up with at least uh, more... Uh, I guess a theory that is... A consensus that... A more consensus. I, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> That's okay. That's why we have a podcast. Because yeah. we're experts at nothing. So... <laughs> but like... 
<laughs> but like that's why that's kind of a group thing. It's not like scientists can just be like because I'm a scientist. This is fact, period, because I said it out well, of my mouth. Well, and I with hate my that, brain. but I just bring up the humble appendix. For years, they're like, it's a vestigial organ. It has no use. And then all of a sudden, now the appendix does have use. And it's like, that's why the arrogance. Yeah. I don't think scientists can ever explain everything because it's, it that might would be... not. Maybe it is arrogance, but it might not always be on purpose. Maybe it is just like a lack of the data, well, a then, lack of competing data, and eventually that comes up. There should be some humility there. It's like, oh, hey, yeah. I can explain all the way up to this, but there's all this cool stuff I haven't discovered yet. I wish people would be more optimistic yeah. instead of arrogant. I I, I agree. Um, but then but that have... is the thing about that's why I was saying like, is anything even fact? Because we all think a lot of these things are fact, and then we get competing data down the road with because we found a different way to study it or a different tool to study it with. And then it's like, oh, okay, actually turns out this is different than what we said before. Do you think that's hubris, though, Brady? Because I feel like instead of saying... Maybe. Well, how about come out and say, hey, this is what we can quantify and explain with the available data that we have. And then you know what, though, is cool? This is what it is. But in the future, it might change. But what happens is then you have anti-science people who are just ridiculous. And so it's like, I think they try to keep their authority... Because they can see that pain and, and error will result if they don't. I, don't know, I can talk about the anti-science people probably all day. They're special. Mainly because I don't understand. There's a hostility that there, there that is, I don't there's get. There's this hostility. Because I'm not hostile. Is it tribalism? Is it just a fucking refusal to... I don't... You know what? I don't even know. Like, I can try to explain it, it away all day, but I'll really never know where that comes from. Like... These people put in a lot of time to get gathered data and basically figure out what's fact. And then there's these people that are just like, well, I am a keyboard, so you're you're incorrect. Well, they don't ever have to face the reality of they could offend someone in front of them. You know, we're losing the art of being able to... Well, there's, this, this there's people that will... Yeah. Aside from, like, the virtual arguments, there's people who will go to, like, city council meetings and be like, no! Just to be horrible. You you guys have no idea. You water experts have no idea about water because I read a fucking article about the fluoride or the something. The fluoride. Well, instead of just coming with a rash, like an actual concern that, hey, you know, we have a lot of particulate matter of this type in our water. What are you doing about it? They just come, like you say, to be like, the aluminum is killing us. You mm-hmm. know, and it's like, well, how is that being helpful? Uh, Alex Jones said that. Uh, the frogs. You guys are turned on the frogs gay. The frogs. Which he's being vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, there was some merit to what he was saying. We don't need to go down that no, rabbit hole right now. You know what it is, moment. though? As we were talking earlier before we started hitting record about that humans are hostile when change happens. Yes. Whether, and I do think a lot of what happens... Right now we are in a huge pattern of hostility because I think we're going into a huge pattern of change. And you also have this it's pandemic true. on top of it, which has disrupted the lives of millions of people. Billions. Mm. And so you have... I think that was the catalyst. Well, That's what made it, us realize and open our eyes to like, dang, the world has changed around us and we haven't caught up yet as, as a species. And then we had time to think about it. Yeah. Which... Uh, then we're sitting in quarantine going, well, I don't have to think about my job right now other than the fact that I don't have it. Uh, but I got this... What do I think about it? I don't know what to do with my brain right now. And then people are not by habit thinkers i think there's a large i i know a lot of people that don't want to think about anything they just want to sip their drinks order their fast food play a game or you know go well, out why do you think our podcast doesn't already have two million views or you know two, two million listeners <laughs> it's the nostalgia <laughs> they don't think about no I, i'm just joking That's we not are right. not insulting people we don't do that here. No, 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 no 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 
Come, a, I mean, we're just as we're just as guilty as being human as anybody else. I think that's the point of our podcast, though, is we are human, and I think everybody has to think about things at some point. When you're having a okay, we talked about things getting out of balance. I got food poisoning last weekend, and I was in bed for five days. I did some serious thinking as I was dying. Yeah, the gut bacteria. Dying, <laughs> dying typically makes one thing yeah, very hard. The gut bacteria was having a great battle, and. <laughs> I just like, imagine this epic, like the battle for Mordor or whatever going that on. That was in what happened. Yeah. It was great. Well, whenever I'm sick, I just have this like, have this mental image of like, there's a billion little 911s going on inside my body. I, I don't wish, like it. I'm under attack. I wish the Twin Send Towers the did not follow my lower intestines, <laughs> and I'm not mocking anything. It really sucked. Remember though, I came up with a cool weight loss plan. I'm oh. gonna put I'm gonna put that bacteria on a cracker and market it for forty nine ninety five. I wrote about it in my blog post. Oh. You know, because seven pounds in 12 hours weight loss, that's that's a win right okay. there. If you want the secrets to great weight loss, twenty nine ninety five. by oh, yeah. our program. Well, temporarily, it's usually forty nine ninety five, so you're getting a steal. Well, no, you just get the information pamphlet oh, for twenty nine ninety five, And in that pamphlet, you're heavily advertised the product, which is forty nine ninety five. You get the salmonella cracker. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and the secrets. And you can now download the app, and it just gets delivered straight to your door. And we'll charge your bank account, you know, whatever we feel like it, whenever we feel like it, just because you gave us access. You might want to read the terms and conditions. It's in legalese. Good luck. Yeah, because like women's clothing, you're going to become a subscriber just making a purchase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you will be billed an obscene amount for that one sports bra that I'm I feel like, you. And I'm sorry, Bernie Sanders. I got to throw you under the bus here. Just because I exist doesn't mean you can find my email address and beg me for money. Every month. How did they do that? I don't. It doesn't happen anymore, thank God, because he dropped out. But while he was running, I'd never signed up for anything. I don't know what website I visit. I think I just read a news article once, and all of a sudden, they got a hold of my data. Ugh. As Obama would say, it's just metadata. It, it's uh, just uh, <laughs> just metadata. It's just metadata. It's, uh, that's, somebody, it's okay. That's everybody's favorite thing to say. Um, but just because my metadata existed somewhere uh, in the ethos of the internet... All of a sudden, motherfucking Bernie Sanders is begging me for money once, twice, three times a month. And I didn't sign up. For, I don't understand what happened. It was just all of a sudden, like... You it just... And it, oh, you know what? Okay, so I'm sorry. We've got to digress a little bit here. I love digression. I'm sitting here in, like, a financial... Having a financial issue in my life. i got to pay this lawyer all this money I don't have for mm. things. Mm. And... Things. I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I'm like, the only way I can really come up with this money is if I ask for it. And I'm like, but I feel gross about that, and everybody else would think gross for begging for money online or something, right? And this is my mindset, at least. Um, and then I thought about, like, those Bernie Sanders emails. And I'm like, these politicians are out here begging for money and literally making millions to do literally nothing, pretty and much. And here you're I doing mean, something noble. You're here, fighting I'm, for your family. Yeah, it's, this yeah. Is a, I'm, I'm, like, fighting a custody battle, and the lawyer's really expensive, and all of a sudden I get hit with this like an insane amount of money that I don't have and I can't really just feasibly come up with out of thin air. And so I'm sitting here like having this mental battle, but these politicians are out here like, give us money. We need the money because we need to waste your million, this millions of dollars you gave us on like so we can go around and do these talks that we can just do on YouTube for free. Oh, don't get me started on the uh, wastefulness so, uh, of political So I don't want to get into it I'll right now. I'll lose my mind. I'll lose my mind. I'll start fucking yelling again. Yeah, we can't do that. No, that shit that's, pisses me off. Listen to the episode Rantastic if you yeah, want to hear guys, about that. That's that's uh, Brady goes into the orbit. <laughs> the orbit of yelling. I loved it. Um, and his hair looked great. But, yeah, people, man. Yeah. Well, and I... People. <laughs> people. 
And we are people. We, I mean, I do stupid well. stuff all the time. We I were just talking too. about that. That You have to learn. This expectation that young people are just going to come out of an institution and have their lives together because they've had some sort of education on some particular career. It's like, no, they go learn how to be adults by being adults. There's no yes. other way to do it. Yes. You can't go from A to Z. Even really smart people, you've got to make mistakes or you're not going to learn. And that I feel like that's where thing. the mental health thing comes in. We are keeping people from making mistakes by helping them out of stuff all the time. Yeah. Like you said, the asking for money. This is this is going to go this is where we loop back to like our question about suicide what we yes. were talking about before we hit record. You were saying I was going, you know, I wonder why the suicide rates are so high and you were saying your hypothesis was because a lot of people haven't faced adversity alone without other people solving that adversity for them they haven't had to face it by themselves and so it like shatters their entire paradigm when a problem comes up and nobody else can solve it for them and obviously they're not equipped well, they don't see the self-destructive habits they yeah. have. And we're not judging anybody. No, just, we we're just trying to analyze the problem. I had self-destructive habits and then cognitive behavioral therapy, which I didn't realize that's what it was at the time. Is You have yeah. to make habits that help you get out of jams. And you can't do that if, if somebody is always like, well, here's $150. Here, I'm going to pay your cell phone bill here. Yeah. And hey, I would love some help sometimes. And there have been a few people over the years like, that would just come and do random little things that meant a lot to me. But mm. realistically, I did not have a lot of help in my life. It was right. just me and Tom, and I know I'm thankful for that in some regards because you just. Uh, I remember being told one time by my parents, "We can't help you go to college. You got to get two jobs." And I was just like, but at the same time, I was completely unprepared for life as an adult. Literally, no idea what I was doing at all. And I remember the terror that I felt. Well, when somebody comes along all the time and takes away some of those, like I call puzzle pieces of being learning to become resilient. Mm -hmm. It makes it where you get in this cycle of destruction. I, I know so many people right now that are in this cycle of destruction, and you can't help them out of it. I've listened no, to them for this hours. Is the snowball effect. And it takes, and I worry. There's some. I have some people right now. I'm really worried they're going to end their. And it's like I don't. Right, know. And, and we hope we don't. If if one, if any of those people are listening, just don't. It's not worth it. It's not that bad. Yeah. That's the other thing. We can't. We are very adaptable. We can always solve our problems one way or the other. And a lot of times it takes taking yourself out of the pattern that you've allowed yourself to fester mm -hmm. in. But then I, I'm not making light of mental health. I have been in dark places. I think you have. We all have. It yeah. is something that we go through. It truly is. It's just I feel like affluency has hurt us in the mental health department. I do. Leisure time, That's fluency. True. If you have a lot of time to think about, okay, let's think about it this way. We used to have to go out and work to get food, right? Yeah, you'd literally have to go out and get the food. Like you really don't. You couldn't have just to go down to Fred Meyer. In America now, Kroger you really don't even have to do that. For this entire year, if you were unemployed, you were given extra money. Plus, you could probably mm -hmm. get food stamps. We have a lot of safety nets here. We do, and I love safety nets. I don't. Don't get me wrong, guys. I think that they could be done differently. Safety yeah, there's always way there's always room for improvement exactly but the but, fact that we have safety nets like wick i think is the most amazing program ever oh that in history. saved our butt this week yes wick is amazing we have we have an infant we have a one-year-old and two five-year-olds i like. think that this time in history there should be no hungry people at all no so uh, safety nets are cool i just worry that sometimes the safety nets are actually having a negative effect it might if you're reliant if people become reliant on them and don't actually get out of the need for safety nets that's when it becomes an issue i well, think and how about just giving and it's people hard to blame things, them giving people things without counseling like i know people give yeah, the mormons a, a bad time but do you know that they have the most successful safety net of all time like if you get food from them you have to go like and just silly things but like the bishop will um 
I had a friend who her husband left her. She was going to school to become a physician's assistant. She had three kids at home. And so she was pretty poor. Like mm. she was barely hanging in there and they gave her everything she needed, but she also had to go like help clean the church or so it didn't feel like you feel dirty. Like you were talking about when you have to ask for things, Yes, unless you put out some sort of effort and the but way then it, 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 it creates this balance. Yes. And it's very hard to walk that balance. Like yes. I, when I, when I help people, I hate the feeling when someone helps me that I feel like there's some sort of debt owed. Like I think, mm. and it's really bit me in the butt. That's like the, the couple times I've asked for help, it came back and bit me in the ass. And mm. so I don't like to ask for help at all. So I've made all these safety nets in my life just because I don't ever want to do that or feel that way again. And I'm not saying, you know, watch the universe come well, slap me yeah, and make well, me, <laughs> it's going to happen. Not, not but, everybody has the ability to, and I'll acknowledge this all day. Not everybody even has the resources or ability to at least immediately no, create it took a safety me, net. It took me like two decades. And some people fall and don't have the safety net yet. Well, and what, and that's what I was and talking about. And I've been there myself personally. Is um, plenty of times when I help someone because of how I know it makes me feel. I do. I just help them because I want to help them. Mm -hmm. And I also sometimes I like the feeling of them not knowing I even helped them at all. It it really makes me feel better because I don't want someone to one come back later and be like, remember that time I gave you that TV? You need to do this, 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 and for me emotional yeah. blackmail. And then I also don't want someone to feel like that because I helped them. Right. Help is a big thing to me because we all need to ask for help. It's true. It's not shameful to ask for help, but then how we give the help is also important. Exactly. And nobody should ever expect anything in return. Oh, choosing beggars? Mm-hmm. I, I hate... Mm, I don't like that. It's... A lot of it goes back to, like, there's uh, there's that quote in the Bible. It's like... I don't even know if it even came from the Bible originally, but it was like the... Like, uh, you, if, you, if you give a starving man a fish, he'll eat for a day, then probably starve. Teach, oh, teach a man, a man to teach fish, a yeah. man to fish, and he's never going to go hungry again. I think that was derived from some parable. It's definitely a parable. I just don't. I think I originally heard it in the Bible or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's a very smart parable. Well, wouldn't it be cool? Because it's like um, it's it's one thing to help somebody. Like if if somebody needs like uh, some money and you give them the money, that's cool. You should give them the money and also teach them how to acquire the money. Themselves. Or, or and or teach them to read. And sometimes there's just scenarios where like you take care of children, your wife works hard, you guys are trying to be responsible humans that that do well on the planet. Wouldn't it be nice if someone just paid your lawyer bill? Like, oh yeah, of but, course it would be. But nice. you know what I mean. I love the idea of that. But I wouldn't. Are... I wouldn't truly gain anything from that other than the the relief of that debt. Well, no, and you're gonna pay. You know what's funny? Money always materializes. Mm. I can guarantee you, like. Anytime you need something, and that's something I've read about in some guru books and places, Dang. the idea that the universe will provide. And if you notice, though, like, look at things do die, but things eat. We get up every day. The sun rotates. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the sun that, keeps coming up over the horizon every yeah. day. It doesn't matter. And even... It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. This world is still rotating. We can't stop that. Well, like, you know that... And sometimes you need to... You, you were talking about we put too much of a sense of importance on ourselves. But, like, yeah. I've been way over busy. But you know what's funny? I got really sick for a week. I had to stay in bed for four days, and life still went on without Katie doing all of those multiple to-dos all the yeah. time. And then nothing fell apart or burned down to the ground. And I think my family didn't eat very well. But they are alive. They are. Nobody died. I was left alone. It's all about, about I think, maybe the standards in which we set. And when those get changed. And I think that goes to the, the suicide thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think that people... 
Is it is this a lack of parenting, bad gut biome? I feel like it's a multi-tiered problem. I don't think it's something it's, that somebody I think can just. I think it's much like anything involving human beings, and it's just there are so many variables, there's so much nuance. Yeah. Everything, every single person's situation is different in multitude of ways that we'll never find a a, a real fix for it. That'll it, suffering's always going to exist. Suffering. Suffering has to exist. We wouldn't even be here if suffering didn't exist. It wouldn't exist. give us the drive to make we things better. We never would have had the drive to adapt further on this planet. We were we talking just, about this earlier. We would have been in this some kind of utopia, but maybe we'd still just be a single cell organism. Because we we'd had there. a if we if we would have had a perfect environment, we would have stayed some kind of a primitive organism. The fact of the matter is, we just kept fighting the every force that tried to kill us. Basically, well, why, are people, <laughs> why in this time in history where there's literally it's the best time to be alive? Are yeah. people giving up? I don't understand. Is it because they don't have anything to fight for? Like maybe it I, I, again, sad. it's one of those things where every situation's different, they and are. a lot of the variables are different. Uh, people are hurting, and it's really sad to me. And I, I really do feel for them, and I wish that we did have a solution to this problem, but we don't. Other than Maybe we some education for either the parents or the people who are feeling this way. Um, because if, let's say you're hurting and you're wanting to end your life, what if you could become educated to solve the problem that you're going through? Well, and do help you even through want it to? And you have a hand to hold, but they're not just giving, giving you the solution. They're trying to, they're giving you the education to solve that problem. Well, I believe education is kind of the keystone to all yeah. problems we solve in a sense. But it, like you said, though, when you're despondent and full of despair, do you want to weed through the noise to find the solution? How are you going to get out? No, because that's the mindset essentially of like suicide is like giving up, right? Like, yeah, meaning well, you just shut down. Like you're not even looking anymore for a solution. That's your you found it. And you're is out. It, you're just opting out. Like, and do other and humans have the right to I tell you what to do? No, and that's I the thing. I can't say that. Anybody who's ever committed suicide or is thinking about it, like, I can't say you don't have the right to do that. Because honestly, you do. I'm not trying to Promoting. say you should do it. I really, I don't want anybody to do that. It's it, it's tragic. But technically, you should have the right to, if you want to opt out, just, I mean, I mean, come on. like. Well, I know when people are like, suicide is selfish. I hate yeah. it when people say that. It's like, you don't know what that person's going through. Like everybody's selfish though. Come on. That's the thing. You might be we selfish for saying Well, and what about you wanting alive. to keep that person around? That might be selfish too. I it's, That's I think, the thing. It's a bat it's a it's, it's a tug a, of war. It really is. And, and it's, it's a mental like, tug of war. I think it all it, it comes from where you derive your ethics and your your uh, worldview. Yeah. I think a lot of this conversation comes from I think in America we have got a massive competition between warring worldviews right now too. It's pretty gross. Yeah, the tribalism is thick. It's so bad. I don't even know how bad it's going to get until the election because I'm starting to get where I don't even want to look at it. I just, you know, we got people that the main news articles are talking about that you can go pay a thousand dollars for a year and live in a bunker when the civil war starts. It's like only a thousand. Only well, you get the very low rent version of that. Like you, you, <laughs> you're dying over here. I read it yesterday. In fact, we'll link it on the day. It's a Daily Mail article. It cracked me up. Oh, it's America. like the super extra light version of the end of the world plan. The civil war's just gonna happen in the bunker. It'll come to it's you. It's not like we've solved the issue that caused the civil war in the first place. They're just bringing it down into the bunker with you. And all these people. It's not like, like everyone's going who, in that bunker is gonna have the exact who same wants fucking to live mindset. in the apocalypse, no, anyways. And then they'll just yeah, fight amongst themselves. Yeah. 
They'll just fight amongst themselves because humans always fight. And what if one of them fight. has syphilis? I think we talked about that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the great sweepening. Yeah. That would, uh... You better have some amoxicillin. Yeah, I'm going to have to bring this up again because it's just funny to no, me. I but, like, like yeah. end of the world, only two people on the entire planet left. One of them has an STD. Well, you'd evolve it. Do different. you recreate? <laughs> Is it that important? And that brings me back to the value of life. Is it that important that we go on? Like, I don't know. Honestly. I've thought about what, this a lot. What would happen if... I think the universe wouldn't change much if humans didn't exist or even have never existed in the first place. I think about that all the time. I think the we're not that valuable. We're very tiny and we're very insignificant. We're just this practically, in the grand scheme of things, we're not even microscopic. We're smaller than microscopic organism living on a tiny rock Why floating we... around a relatively tiny sun Why do we think in the giant so expanse of then? the universe. Like, Why do we have this inflated sense of ego, I guess? Well, let's put that as into the context like the, that we were created. As if we're the rulers of this universe. Where did this god complex come from in the whole fucking first place? Were, was it given to us by an actual god? I don't know. Well, and we're both, I think we agreed about that earlier, that we're not arrogant enough to say <laughs> I, that he, that A or B is exactly true because you can't you can't prove any of it. No. I've thought about this yeah. my whole life. It's and like, I'm sorry to you, you religious fanatics out there, especially if there's any listening, I doubt it. Uh well, I value religious people. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying religion is bad, but what I am saying is you don't know better than anybody else. If you, if you claim that's... to, you're very arrogant, and, and I would say wrong. No, they'll say that's faith. I would say 100% you're wrong. They'll say that's yeah, faith. faith, what is faith? It's the unfaltering belief that in something that you've chosen to believe in, I guess. I mean, without uh -huh. any proof. And I'm there's not saying that, There's bad. where that is, though, without any proof, meaning you don't know. You have to at least, you could have the most faith in the entire universe, you still have to admit you don't know. I think that is where the lack of humility comes in because we we're talking about how people get so rigid in their thinking because of their belief systems that they can't even talk to you about anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where our tribalism is coming in. You have people on the left that are this way and you have people on the right that are this way, but no, and then the people in the middle are scared to even say anything because they might get pepper sprayed. Like, it's getting to the point where it it's very upsetting do, to me. Do we... Maybe have an identity crisis because it seems like everyone's associating some kind of group or another with their identity, and that's where this tribalism comes from. I the hate group thinks so and, much. But like, why? Why do we have an identity crisis? That's the real question. It's the here. lack of bacteria. We need to have. Could be. Yeah. You gotta drink some more kombucha. We should associate our gut biome with our our identity rather than our uh, some kind of a group. Well, have you thought about have the mental illnesses? <laughs> I don't know. I know that, that some mental illness have always been there, but this lack of contentment has it always been there, or because. You you would think Maybe. with the advances, we should be getting more content, but the opposite is happening. Or is it just that we're more aware of it now? Like, it seems like a paradox. I, I can't it, I can't wrap my brain around it. It feels like a paradox. It really does. I think about it all the time. It my brain like a paradox. Well, I just want to know why. <laughs> and then I guess I'm an overall content person on the surface, but in the inside, I'm not content at all. I'm a constant state of anxiety <sighs> because I'm just always thinking about everything but all the that time. Is, maybe that's the baseline of existence. Is to be Period. in a state of anxiety? Anxious. I don't want to be anxious. Just like every other animal out there, we're just like, oh, what do we do? I'm on this planet and I'm scared. Like, we're, we really are just a big floating rock hurling through the universe at insane speeds. Are we all afraid of death? Because I don't feel like it, I'm afraid guys, of death. Guys, we're on a rock going around it in a gigantic ball of burning plasma the temperatures of which we can't even understand the number. And if our magnetic core fails, we would fly off there's here a lot like of, a slingshot out of a, you know. There's a insane room for error, like, if you think about it. Like, we, we just have these 
like perfect, I wouldn't even say they're perfect conditions for life, but we have a good enough conditions for life that life persists for whatever reason, despite the forces trying to eliminate it. On this rock, hurling through space at speeds unknown, or not unknown, but like unfathomable, around a giant ball burning at an unfathomable temperature, in a universe so big that we literally can't even imagine how big it is, like... Is that it like, doesn't even. Is that so, why but Kylie like, Jenner is brave? Yeah, but so Kylie Jenner super brave for not wearing makeup on this on this fucking space rock. Super brave. Muddy space rock. Yeah. With moss growing on it. We're just tiny guys. We're so small. It's not even funny. Is that where the anxiety comes from? That's what I'm saying. Like that's we. I think obviously acknowledge that even subconsciously that ah. Well, my what do we even do? And then of course we don't even know what we're doing here. It just happened. Just life just happened, and it's well, just there. And I think we're just, I think we're a product of the, the planet? I don't even fucking know. Like, what, I could never even tell you, but. Well, remember the old dude I was talking to you about this morning, that, you know, the Gaia Theory guy, that we're all interconnected. Yeah. It's like, are we? We might be. Are we not? That would also mean we're interconnected with whatever life forms exist on other planets. You can't deny there is, the, the numbers wouldn't make sense for there not to be life on other planets. Well, and then there's the, the whole black hole big. thing that they talked about three days ago that we're yeah. just doing, this is just happening over and over and over and over and over again, and that we're not special, that yeah. it's just something that continues on because exactly. time exists. Let, let's, uh, let's break it down real quick, okay? Even if there's like a point, 300 zeros and then a one chance of life on another planet, point, 300 zeros and a one percent of infinity is still infinity. Yeah. And that's supposedly how big the universe is, right? Because even beyond... If you think about it, okay, let's say there's a point in which matter stops, where there's no matter hasn't spread that far yet over the time that it's after the Big Bang or whatever. There's still space, uh, just nothingness forever. I maybe I don't even know. Like it hurts my brain to even try to Do picture what that even means. Like. Do we have anxiety because we are the point three zero 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 zero? Because that could be we, it. I'm, we might be that. And what maybe if we that, are that? Though? And maybe that that's where insane. the arrogance comes from. That is would be it's like insane. We are the one anomaly in that. And it's not even an anomaly, just the one existence of like, oh God, I don't and know. No wonder that we all have brain. An, no wonder that we're in Big a state brain. of existential crisis. And I think another part of that is like we all kind of realize there probably is life out there, but we can't ever reach it. We can't ever talk to it or find it. It's oh. so fucking far away. The closest fucking star to, or to, yeah, the closest star to us takes years at the speed of light to get here. At the speed of light, which the is light just, just itself, incredibly the fast. The fastest we, thing we know of our takes years handle. to get to the earth, at least a year, one point something or another years to get to the earth. And we don't even know if there's life around that solar system. Like, it's insane, the numbers, like... So do you think that's why most humans spend their entire existence in a state of denial? Because the anxiety Possibly. of it feels crushing? Because I think that's It crushes why. me. That's a, that's a hell well, of an anxiety brain, right there. My brain never shuts off. Yeah. Well, and that's... In fact, my brain... And one nice thing about getting older is your systems kind of level out. Because when I was younger, my brain would be going just constantly. And now I've learned to box mm. it in place, ways. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Through... And, you know, they talk about certain Eastern traditions, enlightenment, Zen, all that stuff about existing in the moment. The more you can exist in the moment, I think the better off you are. Because I know a lot of my anxiety comes from thinking about the, the future yeah. or what I have to take care of. Or all these big brain questions on top of just little brain questions. Like, I need to wash these pants because they have cow shit on them. Like, yeah. Well, most people don't have time to think about what we were just talking about, all the, the existential shit. Because they're so... Involved up. in life minutia, like work alone, most people spend most of their life working. Uh, you know, 
But when you think about it on, in, in a, in a perfect, existence, it's horrible work. Oh, yeah. In a perfect example, you have a third of your entire fucking life sleeping. Yeah, and a, 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 the other, the second third of that is going to work. Yeah. Most of us which work for other people at a, at a wage slave job. And so we're constantly having to think about that. We have to think about our work. So a third of the time, we shut our brains off the other third of the time. Then we have a third of the time of which is, we'd love to call it leisure. It's not. But it's not. It's no. like, now you got to take care of the house. Now you got to take care of the children if you have it, or the animals if you have it. Or just you just go be a beach bum. Living. I don't fucking know. There's plenty of people who are loving their life because they're just out living on a beach with no fucking responsibilities. That's just, fun. Have you thought about just quitting? I have lots. All of the time I, I think, think about, about quitting. I just go, it, it seems so achievable too. You're it really like, does. The coast is like th four hours away. I could just go over there, the beach, and not have a home. And Because having a home seems more stressful than not any sometimes. But I think people like us would still be full of anxiety. Mm -hmm. I do. I've thought, oh, about, yeah, I've thought about just it doesn't matter. quitting all of it. it. It's and, inevitable. But then it's like I have this, you know, I, I've, in fact, I've told my family, I'm like, you know, there's just days yeah. that I would like to just walk off, like Forrest Gump it, just start running, see it, where you end up. If you could program human understanding into the AI of existence, period, mm -hmm. do you think it would just go, yeah, I'm out? No, thanks. I Don't wonder give me that if shit. it would because it would do the math and it'd be like, oh. It would do why? the math, exactly. It would do the math. It would go, uh, nah, fuck that. The number's fucked. Because everything is math, right? Exactly. Everything can be quantified. And so I'm wondering yes. which exponent I'm not carrying the right way, right? Now, I do. I'm like, <laughs> really though? How am I carrying? What I just, it is is like, ah! we, okay, if you think of, if you, if, you, if you break everything down into an equation, it's like maybe we're just putting the wrong numbers in somewhere. We don't have the, we wrote it down wrong somewhere in, in our little existence. Someone I, did I not know, teach me it. square roots right. Yeah, did we put, did we, did we do PEMDAS wrong somewhere along the way? Oh my gosh. We get that mixed up. Addition is before subtraction, right? Yeah, we were. Supposed <laughs> we did the, the, the opposite way. We are not on balancing that equation right. I feel <sighs> that all the time because I think everything's about equation. All human interactions about equation. Because I watched, I was watching The Office while I was sick because I couldn't think of. I didn't want to watch anything that required me to think. So it's more of a comforting show to me because it's a perfect representation of how humans manipulate each other in a workspace. Yeah. It's like the psychology. Not of it. only that, it's also about. I watched a. I watched a, a documentary. Why the Office is so popular. Mm -hmm. It's not only that. That's a great ingredient to that, but it's also goofing off culture. Like, it is. We would all love to just Goof not off. work at work and be extremely creative in finding ways. In fact, we do this. We find extremely creative ways of not working or or kind of fudging the fudging the clock a bit. Well, yeah, because you get paid. And that's I essentially what that show's about, is people trying to find ways not to do their fucking meaningless job. I learned the lesson of menial paid by the hour and its correlation with actually working with my first job, which was cleaning hotel rooms when I graduated high school. And I did, I got my work done because mm -hmm. we had to set aside an amount of rooms to clean, right? I would clean all eight of my rooms in four hours. The people that took longer and less efficient workers got paid more. Mm-hmm. And I that that was my lesson. It's like you're not paid by your effort, so why not no, goof off while you're no at meritocracy. work? Yeah, and then it's like, well, you're stealing from your employer. It's like, well, your no, employer not. is not, but your employer is not rewarding you for being a good worker. Did my job, boss? Well, that's what I mean. One yeah. way or the other, I'm getting my paycheck because I'm there by the hour. Like, what the boss don't know, don't hurt him. Isn't it interesting how we've gone from <laughs> like just agrarian, well, from slavery yeah. to wage slavery in institution, industrialized yeah. factories to hourly wages, which we get these magical things called pension stuff that we don't really get anymore, Maybe but that we did for a while. Dwindling for sure. Yeah, it was like a glory years there. And then now it's like independent contractor time. 
where yeah we're in the hustle culture yeah let the, the let the government culture. pay for you or the, know, gig, the gig economy, the gig economy. Is something growing but it's, it's like we i feel like transitions the, we're going backwards with the gig economy thing yeah we are because we can't if you go work for uber you can't fucking do a 401k You'd have to do your own, which is called, and it's possible, but you're not going to, honestly, the people that, okay, like, I'm really interested in financial independence, retire early, the fire thing. Yeah. If you look, most of them are young professionals that are making six-figure salaries. You can save four to $600,000 a year if you um make six-figure salaries. Uh, yeah. If you decide not to have the Beamer. Uh, I and the, fucking hope uh, that you do that. Well, well, and the, those Beamers are on lease. Come on. And some people, oh, I know. And then some of the people, yes, probably don't make that much. But realistically, I'm going to say most of the people that achieve greatness in that app, in that sphere are making more than 70000 a year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so then they're... <laughs> sure would be nice. Well, and, and I think about it. It would it, take like, me years to put in the work to get to that point from this point that I'm at, so... Well, and then it's like, it might be worth it. <laughs> and I'm going to be, like, midlife already. I don't even have time to put away for retirement. It's great. Um, well, I've accepted I don't have a retirement nest. You don't... Sucks. Well, you but know what, what the, your children I, are also fucking young. Light, the sun will come up in the morning. It doesn't matter. Well, I don't know. My dad had his place appraised last Tuesday, and the two dudes that came and appraised it, one had a cane, and they, one, they were Vietnam veterans. <laughs> and the one guy's like, the third the third divorce was pretty costly. I got to work. Yeah. And the dudes. Those third ones are doozy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, I did the math, because when I worked at the job <laughs> services at college, I was a veteran. Um, I helped place veterans in jobs for my federal work study job. Yeah. It was interesting. And the average age of a Vietnam veteran in 2004-05 was like 65. So these dudes had to be in their late 70s. You know, and here yeah. they are out there appraising land at their canes. Because yeah. the third divorce was expensive. So maybe. And then you know what? I think about it. I met this one farmer lady one time getting hay. And she was in her 60s. And she was still doing a couple hundred ton of hay a year. She had all these cows. And she said, when you quit working, you die. And I'm all. Kind of. Well, she. That's a definitely an old school mindset. Well, it is, and I, I think how you work should change as you get older, but really, when your mitochondria quit putting out energy, you're dead, so it's like, that's the definition the of definition dead. definition of death, yeah. It's cell death. Cell death, yeah. So, I was, but I've thought about what she said. I think what she meant is you need to do something that you love, and as you age, you need to adapt how you do it so it's not so hard on you physically, but still brings you joy, but if you just quit getting out of the chair, you are going to die. Yeah. And we know people... It does happen. We know people that have given up. Absolutely. I would like to know the mechanisms that cause people to give up. I still think a lot of it is because of lack of resiliency. Yeah. A combination of biochemical problems because of diet. There's like well, these multiple. There's it's multi pronged. It is multi pronged, but there's it can the variables can be found with enough time and study. I think too In just caring about people because people don't they care about people from what they can get from them, but there seems to be a lack of people caring about people just to care about them, even through the dark stuff. Yeah. And then on the flip side, you have people like Elon Musk who just cares about everybody. That's true. Uh, at least on the surface. At least, that's at least the, on Twitter. That's the persona he at least pushes. I don't really know him personally. and Do you think he does? I can't vouch for him personally, but I mean, uh, he's a philanthropist. Well, you like Mr. Trussell, he gives, and well, he seems It seems like to he care. gives a lot more than he takes. So, like, he, Did you hear recently um, the boring company he owns, the boring company? They're digging all those tunnels so that we can get around better. Because yeah. he, I think the idea came from fuck traffic. This is bullshit. Let's have time. Let's fix it. And he had the resources to fix it thanks to PayPal. Do you think the so, equi- yeah? <laughs> which PayPal is nefarious on its own. We don't need to talk about that. But because of PayPal, he was able to do these philanthropic things. So he started digging these tunnels. Well, he, then he came up with this idea: What the fuck am I going to do with all this dirt? When you dig a tunnel, 
you You've I mean the dirt dirt. the dirt just doesn't disappear into the ethos. You have to do something with it. So he started making these bricks. They're like what did he say, like forty eight cents a brick? Oh to build which is houses. Insanely cheap. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. And you know, he, he he claims they're pretty strong. There's memes going around of people doing like strength tests for him and they're pretty they hold up to regular bricks. And it's just dirty dug out of the ground and he's like, I just wanna make, you know, affordable Housing. building materials since I'm already digging the dirt out of the ground anyway to do something else good for humanity. Let's, uh, let's, he's even given a lot of them away to like, uh, you can get them for free if you're one of those like building housing. Like Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, like if you're stuff. like Habitat for Humanity or whatever in other, it, we have some other people in other countries listening to the podcast we know, thanks to demographics. Um, Analytics. I don't know what it is over there, but like any kind of like program to build houses for like poor people. So do you think to balance the equation for contentment, you need to be giving more than receiving? I feel like that helps. I know we get a reward, whether it be a dopamine drip or just a warm, fuzzy feeling inside, knowing that we've done something good for other people. Not for selfish But what does it all even mean? Well, and I feel like there's (laughs) some people do things truly because they want to help, and then Mm -hmm. there have the people that do things because of the selfish reasons for that feeling that I feel good and morally superior because I do... self-righteousness. Yes, and so how do you balance that? I've thought about that my whole life because I love to help people and put, I love to, I I will gravitate towards being uncomfortable if someone's uncomfortable because I sit there with them and I want to bring them out of it. Is that selfishness on my part because I can feel it or do I actually care? That's a really good question. How do you, well, and I don't know how to answer it. Is actually caring selfish? technically or inherently selfish? That brings up a good question. That's a really good question. I never thought about it that way. Mm. Is it, is it inherently selfish to care in general? Is benevolence is <laughs> like benevolence we, actually selfishness because you're going to feel better about yourself and your flaws by helping people through theirs? Maybe, but either either way, you get a reward from helping people. It's know, not like but... you're. It's not like helping people makes you completely miserable. No, you, I don't think. I think no matter who you are. You're going to get some kind of reward for helping people. I think you've got to balance it out, though, because, Brady, I have helped people my entire life, and I'm exhausted. Mm. And so I feel like at some point, now I'm going into a new phase where I've got to learn how to take care of myself yeah. so that I can help people. And uh, I think, recoup. well, because, you know, Mr. Musk has probably got some super awesome, super excellent infrared sauna, and he self-cares. He's the got guy billions got of it. dollars. Yeah, like, you know he self-cares. No matter how much he gives away, he's still going to, like, be able to have... Self-care. Self-care. And I think that that is something people that in their lives, do they even know how to do that? I don't know. I don't even think Mr. Musk knows how to do that. I mean, if you listen to the Joe Rogan episode, he was doing an interview. And basically, Joe kept, like, hounding him about, like, when do you sleep? Like, you do all these things. Oh, you know he doesn't sleep Like, do you meditate? And Elon Elon was just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like just do. He has the resources. Yeah. I just dig a hole. That was not an answer. <laughs> that, I just dig a hole. I stack bricks to sleep yeah. with my mind. It's just, it's, just, it's just rocket science. It's just... Well, and... <laughs> and I know that there are some humans out there... I don't know. I don't... I don't have the answers for that. I, I don't... This mental health crisis, I definitely don't have the answers for it. And I do not want the government to try to solve it. If you are listening, you guys stay out of it. Because, dang, and I know that sounds authoritative with, and I have no authority at all, but they'll wreck it even worse. It has to be done with mm-hmm. groups of people and not through the gov. Well, the government was supposed to just be a tool that groups of people use. I want private that, citizens. That's, it's changed so much from then. 
<clears throat> you know, do we need to make a coalition of mental health professionals that are... But this is just That's it. the problem. You have a coalition. And also, the problem I have too, Brady, if you think about it, if you're down, do you want to go in and get on paper that you're messed up mentally and have to take all these drugs and stuff? It's like, I feel like by the time you get to the point that you are super messed up or super suicidal, that this beautiful opportunity to stop that spiral has been missed because we have no mediaries. We have no middle ground. Yeah. It's like... Where do you go when you're just starting to feel bad and you're starting to get in that spiral? There's no one there. Is there? Not always. Not for everybody. Well, and it's like... Some people literally have nobody. And is it because our system has made it... It's, you know, our brain is our biggest organ as far as... It is the well, most... Well, the skin uh, isn't, the, isn't the skin Well, the I meant the most organ. special organ. It really is responsible for everything it, in our body. It's the most important organ. Yeah. And, and it's like, yet we treat people with mental illness. You know, it's like this shameful thing. I'm all, eh, it's not really... I don't think... Where did that come from, too? Like, I see that all the time. I don't know, like, like your brain Shaming is... mentally ill people. Yeah, I don't... The shaming part. Well, you shouldn't be sad. Your life is good. It's like, well, that might not have anything to do with why I'm sad. Yeah. yeah. What is with that? People don't shame others for their mental illness. Yeah, I think that's... We a... all... We're all mentally ill. We all have mental illness. Yeah. Like, it, there's oh, no such thing as mental health. Well, the mental health is more of, like, a measurement than a state of, state of existence. Yeah, it's kind of like... Uh, like, where are you at on the spectrum of mental health? But mental health is an A state. You're not, nobody's fully mentally healthy. I mean, come on. Uh, we all We're all some somewhere sort of... lacking in that division. And it's, it's like a puzzle. You got to figure out how to. Well, like you and I both suffer from the type of anxiety. Gonna, Let's never... just, I mean, everybody has. Oh, we all do. Yeah. yeah Again, I think it's, all it's inescapable. So, it, and it's never just like, even once you reach happiness, it, you might be happy for a few days it's and something comes state. along and it's going to drop you back down in the spectrum somewhere so that's one thing i think a lot of people need to realize as well is like maybe we watch movies and tv and it's like happy tone happy ending you get the, they it's like there's this illusion that we're going to be happy and it's a it's an eternal state once you reach it no yeah. it's not it's if no you have thing. first of all it's constant work to even maintain that for a day because you know of? your brain will just pull you down. There's all these chemicals. It's probably it's chemicals. It's biochemicals. That's all that feelings are, and that's all that mental health is. Do you think escapism is part of the problem? Because think about it. We're the only time in history so far that you could go turn on a program to distract your mind from actually thinking about your problems. Like, mm -hmm. and I mean relatively. I do. Oh, I am so guilty of that. I do it all day. If I could. <laughs> and, and I'm not even saying that. I think some escapism is good, but when well, you even think... even with escapism stories we tell and stuff yeah bring you up and bring you down and that's the whole that's the kind of the glory like of it resiliency is, is, is learning how to navigate the roller coaster in a way that makes you the most stable yeah that you know and I, well, how do you attain maybe that? the first step is to realize that it is a roller coaster you're going to be up when you're up you're gonna have to come down when it goes up comes down it's the same thing same concept and you should have tools for when you are down instead of letting the down get the best of you yeah, like, or just at least acknowledge that it's gonna go back up eventually because it has to and because as a human rock bottom is rock bottom there's only up from there like well and as a human you, we were just talking about this earlier we have figured out ways to augment and to get out of things you know like we do have escapism mm -hmm. we can go turn on youtube and not yeah. deal with our problems and that might be good for a little bit or just go take a walk or jump in the tub like we talked about in episode zero yeah. if you're at rock bottom sometimes the best thing to do is just go take a walk it helps put things in perspective, perspective yes that you are a speck on a speck that's floating yeah. around a gas speck look around and realize how big the earth is 
how many things are constantly going on at one time. Look at a tree. Think of just how complex the just a tree is. Yeah. And for then, the tree to exist in the first place. And that tree gives zero craps about your problem. Yeah. Nothing on this planet gives a single crap about your problems. No. Except for the people but that care about you. That perspective might help. Especially when you realize, again, you're at rock bottom. You can't go down any farther. So it, at the very least wait it out and it will only go back up it's just the way it is our biochemicals will balance themselves out eventually and especially if you go get some oxygen eat a salad fermented things get well, fermented things just do something make even the most littlest of changes and that will have the ripple effect like and and amplify the effect well, when well. we talked about qualia, the sensory things, yeah. sometimes at some point in your life, you have felt contentment and happy. I don't care who you are. There's some small thing. Bring that small thing into your sphere. Yeah. Like, I love the scent of uh, raisin-filled cookies because my grandma used <clears> to bake <throat> them. And I would sit there with my papa and we would, that smell. Nostalgia. Well, and everybody can do that and it puts you in a different state. That's I can be true. super. Smell is powerful for that. Oh yeah. Smell, taste, touch, thought. And, and even thinking of that memory might help, but actually go and smell that. Like if a bakery, yeah. the scent of a bakery reminds you of getting donuts with someone that you cared go about. Go walk or, to the store. Yeah. Um, and it if works. You can't, in... I'm sorry if I'm being not in, non-inclusive. If you can't walk, Obviously, you know, I'm implying use your you wheelchair or your crutches or whatever. Your fucking jetpack, if that's what you have. Yeah, if remove you're listening yourself to this in the from future. the situation. <laughs> and I that, hope people are listening to this in the future. That would be hilarious. Packs. They'll be like, listen to these two apes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talking about walking. Who the fuck walks? I got my hover pack. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> anti-gravity. <laughs> Tom DeLonge if it's anti-gravity. <laughs> Come oh. on. Years ago, you fucking plebs. All the small things. Okay. <laughs> but really, I I, I want to be inclusive. We're not trying to make light of it either. I, I know some people can't walk, so whatever it, whatever your mechanism of travel is. But we have to disclaimer is. everything now? Yeah, I shouldn't have to. I just feel compelled Important. to. Well, and you should. No, but I just feel like disclaiming is. You know what? Though, if we get canceled, who cares? We're not yeah, monetized. Fuck yeah! Exactly. <laughs> there's I'm, always another platform. There's. <laughs> and always. if not, we can easily create one. It's not that big of a deal. Well, and I I've could go literally grab a megaphone, and we could do our podcast. We, we, that's a good idea. We should do that. Why not? Just experiment with the, the. That is technically a format. We could just get a megaphone and pronounce. We could be the crazy people on the side of the street. The street. Yeah. Do you think we get arrested? We'll probably get arrested. It'd be kind of fun. Because here's what here's my opinion on. I don't want to say all police, but I've seen this time and time again. Sometimes the police just arrest you just because other people wanted you wanted them to. Peer pressure. If you're like three people tell them you're doing something wrong, they're, you're probably just going to end up in jail. You could probably get away with it once you talk to the judge. But like you're probably going to get arrested just because you pissed some people off. Enough calls equals, okay, handcuffs. I know, I've never... Not been... always, but I'm just saying in certain scenarios, they're just like, I don't know what to do here. You're pissing you're 14 people off. You're I got 14 calls. You're making a lot of noise. You're going to fucking jail until we figure this out. The judge will decide if you did something wrong or not, because obviously that's not the job of Boy, the police. Boy, that's a so. whole other conversation. Yeah, we'll go down that rabbit yeah. hole someday. But anyway, yeah. we, we, technically we could just go out and have a megaphone and do the podcast literally to pe straight to people's ears. No digital middleman. Well, because, you know, we, I was talking about this. I wrote a blog post <laughs> about our podcast on my blog, and I was talking about how they, there's this huge push in entrepreneurial land about you have to have a niche and you have to have your blah 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 and we don't really that's not really our thing like no. here's the thing you guys one of the reasons some podcasts are more popular than the others is there is no narrative it's just discussion. people talking and what do we do we just talk 
And that's what... It's like why Tarantino films are so fucking popular, so, like, coveted as great filmmaking is because... They tell a story. Half of the movie is just people talking with no narrative to it. Like, in Pulp Fiction, when they were talking about the cheeseburgers, it literally had nothing to do with the movie or anything to do with the narrative. It was just people talking, and that was, like, something that was, like, unheard of in filmmaking for the most part at the time. Well, and that's something... Somebody the other day told me that I am just so excited because I love other people's stories. And they're like, you like people's stories. And you I do, think, yeah. I really do. I And minute, weird minutiae things. Like, I want to know why that kid chopped that log and painted it red and put it as a bumper on his Ford F-150. I still love that story. I, I'm i fascinated. I want to talk and to that person. It's so Idaho. It's the most Idaho thing I've ever seen. Other than <laughs> one guy, when I was working at the feed store one time, this Ford Ranger just flew next to me. The drive shaft hit the ground. Kid jumps out, bailing twines it back up there and takes off again and goes <laughs> and smiled. And I'm like, yeah. I, I like people's stories. I want to hear all of them. And I think yeah. that's the point of the podcast for me is you and I are talking about things that I know people think about. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't have people. And we don't have a narrative. We're not pushing a narrative. No. And we're not pushing Other than viewpoint. maybe like trying to help people think about things. But that's not really a narrative. That's more of like a goal. discourse. Well, and discourse, I have. Yeah. And I'm. I have opinions about things from my experience, but I also know they're subjective. So my opinions mm-hmm. are not set in concrete. If you can, you know, if You're you can talk to them, no, I'm not. I, just talk to me, and I might evolve my opinion. I'm not afraid of knowledge, and I think that's the thing that bugs me the most right now. In the current climate we're in, we have all this knowledge, but it seems like people are afraid of it because you can't ask any questions about it because you'll be put in a tribe. Mm-hmm. I don't belong in any tribe. I don't like tribes. I don't either. I am I've my never, own tribe. I have never belonged to one because... But you know what's funny? I get along with everybody. Yeah. Mainly because I care about making people comfortable when they're around well, me. you're so. not an abrasive person. Well, neither are you. Yeah, so... Maybe that... I, I also get along with a lot of people. I, I don't really... I have a very tiny amount of enemies, necessarily. I don't want to be around a lot of people. I'm getting tired because I feel like there's so much hyper-anxiety right now yeah. in the public sphere. Like, And I know oh. some of that's due to the pandemic, but they're just... Everybody is so on the edge of almost blowing up all the time. Yeah. And that sustained stress is also not good for the noggin and the mental health. And yeah. so how, I, I just... And there's so many people that are pretending, but just, they're really not okay. No, they're not. And, but they're pretending because they're at work and they have to. Like, you can't just have a fucking mental breakdown. If you're like the bag lady at the fucking grocery store and you have a mental breakdown. You're probably going to lose your job and become in a worse paradigm. I've had a mental breakdown once when I was 30 and it was because of illness. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ashamed to talk about it. I almost died. They couldn't figure out why. They're like, none of your systems are working. And I think I was just, I wouldn't complain about it to anybody. I just held it all in. Like and the I think, blue screen of death. I think my body just was like, okay, we're going to shut down now because you have got too much. And that's when I realized that I have to start telling people no. But that's what I said. It's subjective. My mental yeah. breakdown is going to be different than everybody else's. Everybody has different mental breakdowns, different pressures, different anxieties. Well, like my whole life. Anxiety been... on its own is sim- is the same mechanism for everybody, but everybody has a different trigger. Mine, yeah, mine manifests completely different yeah. than yours does. It's some people normal. have gone through some intense trauma shit, and their triggers, if it's triggered, it's like full on, like the fucking floodgate of adrenaline is open. Fight or flight mode happens and it's not okay. And breakdowns don't mean cracking and drooling and having to be straightjacketed. Breakdowns Some of you guys might have mean... that though. Well, and that's okay. <laughs> if you're listening to this in the uh, insane asylum right now, feel for you. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I mean. Those drugs There's are millions good, of people that just hit a wall and have different manifestations of breakdown. And it's yeah. not shameful. I wish we'd talk about it more. You know? And I think people. Uh, it might be that same feeling of how I feel dirty for asking for money if I have to. It's probably maybe the same thing as like 
the acknowledgement everybody is fighting their own battles. Like, why should I be special to and if have you're, them help me with mine? Or if you're flawed mentally, you're yeah. not smart. If you're flawed mentally, there's something wrong with you. It's like, but everybody... That's true. Maybe it's a self-acknowledgement thing, too. Like, I don't want to admit there's something wrong with me, at least not openly well, to that's the hubris. other people. Hubris, maybe, even, yeah. Well, because... Because really, that's built into us. We can't escape the fact that that's a mechanism in our brain. Well, and like, my whole our, life I was told I was smart. And you know what it is? I'm not really that smart. I'm just observant, and I'm really good at memorizing things. Yeah. So what is really intelligence? Like, think about it. It's just reasoning ability is what yeah. IQ is, and it's like, well, that's all great and well, but mm -hmm. you could reason out your way out of a box and still be living in the basement somewhere, <laughs> you know, doing Rubik's cubes. <laughs> it's always cubes. a bigger box around you. Exactly. You uh, put yourself. My, hey, you put yourself in prisons, yeah. and I think that's what uh, mental health yeah. is. It's like in uh, Star Wars Rogue One, and the the. Old Chinese Jedi oh, fucking archetype dude. guy. Yeah. And he's like, the forces you yeah. talking about how he brings his prisons with him everywhere he goes. And maybe that's what the whole that was mental some health deep, thing. That was That was deep. some, I'm 14 and, I, and this is deep thing. That was definitely on that thread. Yeah, Billie Somebody. Eilish should have been all over that. She's probably wrote a song about it. Billie Eilish. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My brain just flashed to a bunch and of memes. And we're not making fun of you, Billie. We were moody to me. We no, were, yeah, we, it is what we, it is. We had deep introspective thoughts. We still do. That's why we have a mm -hmm. podcast. See, we're just the older version of but what you do. I may make fun of your name. Like, you know what? I've been called Brady Bunch so much that I might as well get a share of the royalties or whatever. There like, you go. That I might as well there change my name and claim I own the show at this fucking point. Like, oh, oh. whoa, whoa. <laughs> I wish that was a thing. I own the show. I'd be so rich. Well, and like, Probably not. That's not even like a relevant thing. And I feel like there's a huge difference between poking fun and good natured humor and then just de like degradating someone because you were secretly envious of them or you want to tear them down so you feel better about themselves. I never make fun of people yeah. because I want to feel better than them. I just find the humor in that meme, but really like I don't know Billie Eilish. No. I also think she's, she's a young... probably a genuinely like talented. I don't listen to a lot of that. I don't even think I've heard a single song of hers. Oh, I have. But according to the numbers, she's a very talented individual, and there's nothing wrong with her. I would so. worry about Sorry, her I and... kind of made fun of your name, but you know, it's kind of funny. Oh, we've all Eilish been eyelash. Come on, there's humor in that. It's just the very way humor works. It's there. So all I would care <laughs> about with her is like <laughs> she's a young person that's me. put under a lot of pressure by society. Yeah. Because she's famous at a young age. Yeah. Like, that's hard on someone. She probably lives... A, you know, everybody's like, oh, she's rich and famous. Well, you know what? I think everybody has their own prisons. Exactly. And, I got mine. I have plenty of them. Oh, I got lots of prisons. I'm not afraid... And you know what? I don't care if people like me anymore. I used to have a problem with it because I wanted people to be comfortable. And I think it's the ultimate discomfort when someone does not like you. If Not yeah. in you. I mean in them. I can sense so, the discomfort. essentially, you've snuffed out any kind of narcissism. I'm hoping so. I, no, I think I everybody... I think we all... Again, I think that's another one of those things that's on a spectrum. I'm trying to. to. I think to even just be alive, by nature, we're slightly narcissistic. You have to you be have selfish to, be. to exist because, you, you know what? I take resources from other people yeah, to eat. Exactly. And I take probably more than I need because I know that winter's coming. Exactly. You know, so selfishness never completely dies. I just think you have to mitigate it. Mm-hmm. To that's the best true. of your ability. Ooh, mitigation. That's... Mitigate. Is that the answer to everything? I don't Everything know. Everything needs to be mitigated. Mitigate. Well, I feel like as a human, you know, people talk about being sustainable and eco-freako, but honestly, eco you can only mitigate your use of resources to a certain level without dying. Exactly. So There's always a tipping point, right? I feel like mitigation is a very important thing. I don't want to overuse... I went through a phase there where I didn't buy very much at all and tried to be as conscious as possible because I don't like waste. It wasn't even about saving the planet, because I think people right. that get too hung up on that are arrogant, and they don't realize that they use resources. Exactly. But at the same token, I don't want to hurt things. 
That's not a bad so, thing. So, yeah. you know, like... I don't like hurting things. Either. I don't like hurting anything. But you know what? To be alive, you're I hurting something. The, I hate the feeling of knowing I hurt someone or something. Oh, it hurts or something me. about it. Yeah. Like you, it's, maybe that's empathy. I also think Is that what the world's lacking? Empathy? It's also a type Where of selfishness, Brady. Yeah. Because it hurts you to think that you've hurt someone. So that is a selfish thought. Yeah. Where? Again, it boils down to that thing. Is like, does philanthropy or caring benevolence is that inherently selfish selfish just because we're guaranteed a reward for it is selfishness bad if it's for good reasons but there's the thing the result realistically is something better happened right so it's not what does it matter if we are even doing it solely for that dopamine drip or like, is that even relevant at that point? Like, I don't know. No, because you still, the result is the same. You still oh, did something. God, this is good the benevolence paradox. This is why everything's so complicated. No, it's human nothing beings. straightforward. Like, consciousness is a, is, a, is a very hard thing to manage, and we're all expected to be responsible for it without any education on how it works or how to use it. I don't think we understand it. all the mechanisms we don't. yet. We'll never will, I don't think, honestly. That's such an alien thing to us. Even well, though we wield it. It's so alien to us because nothing else has it. We can't stu- well, I mean, I can't say that nothing else has it, but the consciousness of a gazelle is obviously much different than that of a human. But it's still Or important. that of a fucking uh, wasp, which I talked oh, massive shit about earlier. Oh, you had to earlier. bring those wasps back up. You know, they're only the, about six hours from us. What? The murder the wa- hornets. The murder hornets? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. God, you guys, the murder hornets. They're entering the murder phase because the the news is trying to scare everybody for some reason because that's what they do. They want us to buy. So stuff. like all the headlines in my fucking Google feed is like, the murder hornets are entering the murder stage, and I'm like, that's cool. I'm not a honeybee. I don't care. However, I acknowledge we definitely should uh, prevent those murder hornets from murdering all the honeybees because they're already dying anyway. Oh, I love. And honeybees. we kind of need them to survive because like butterflies just don't pollinate as efficiently as. The bees do so. There's so many cool I mean, pollinators, but they know they are like the uh, yeah factory workers of it's amazing. pollination. And again, this goes back to perspective. It's amazing how reliant we are on such a small little insect. Yep. A little you, fucker that'll sting you. What is the, the number? Is it sixty percent of the world's food supply will disappear if the bees disappear? Dude, it's a we, huge, huge number. It's a, we're at a tipping point here. Like if we lose those bees, we're dead, done. We, yeah. I mean, we could probably create a technology to survive, but it's going to be a little rough. And then there's, pro- have you seen that Black Mirror episode where they made the little robot bees? Uh, that and sounds then like they it turned, would go horribly for wrong. whatever reason. They were hijacked by a nefarious dude who wanted to murder people. Tracker jackers. Yeah. They were like the hunger. Obviously, bees. I mean that. It, yes, that's possible. That's why it's a. As Black, someone a Black who, Mirror episode, but like at the same time, like maybe we could create robots to pollinate, but then there'd be the problem of energy. We're in an energy crisis as it is. How are we going to power all the bees? Are we going to be able to make enough bees? They don't reproduce. We're going to have to build them. And that costs metal and whatever the hell they made out of. Energy. I don't know. You have to have energy. You can't just make them out of Elon Musk's tunnel dirt. Mm, I don't know. He made bricks. Yeah, but uh, a bee is not a As a person who's actually had to hand pollinate <laughs> things. Hand pollinating is nowhere near as efficient as little buzzy friends. Yeah. We need I to remember doing around. that in third grade. It was so fun. You oh. had to glue the dead bee onto a popsicle stick and rub it into pollen and then rub it on the, the plant. That sounds so morbid. It was funny. I'm sorry. It was, did you guys yeah. then pretend to be the dead bees? You oh, know, fuck yeah. It was third yeah. grade. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a greenhouse, so I hand pollinate my tomato plants a lot, and it's just as simple as brushing, yeah. you know, but it's like, it takes time, too. The That's bees so do it time. without us. Okay, the bees work they're without a, being paid. They're autonomous. Yeah, they just do it because they exist. Is that why we're just existing, it's though? A, it's fascinating. That's the real question. I think about that all the time, too, because yeah. I'm like, all well, these other animals just kind of do what they do, 
but it creates this ecosystem that is in balance. We're the only balance. ones that are not satisfied we're and change everything. Satisfied, yes, but we we whatever we're doing is still part of that balance. It has to be. Well, yeah. I would think, right? I even don't know. even the very fact of digging the metals out of the ground. But we're destructive. To build the but to build the technology we do. We call it destructive. That's our But maybe we're that's not. That's our perspective. Maybe but we're however, not. like uh, I, we're on the earth, I don't know, but maybe that's why maybe panspermia was real. And we're just foreign to this planet, and everything else on the planet was already going to be here through evolution. We just kind of came in here, and we're like, "Oh, got to, oh, got to chop that tree down." Gotta we're the fucking, Decepticons. I of have this to build story. a house. I'm gonna chop that tree down. <laughs> yeah, we're the Decepticons. <laughs> like it could be. I don't know. Nobody fucking knows. We don't know. We didn't record history back I'm then, so it's hard I'm just to know. thinking about that. I'm a living toaster yeah, right now. I mean, Sorry, I just unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, could we be a machine that the Earth? created to do perform some tasks because that's what seems like everything else is what's the earth really trying to do here i don't what are you know. up to mother nature what's the end game here like, I are don't... you or are you a piece of the puzzle that you don't even know but like i mean gaia well right? that is if a God, theory if earth is alive and has a consciousness and is doing all these things maybe it's part of a bigger picture and doesn't even know it you know what i mean at the same time it's all fractal you know what I mean? Like you zoom well, out to the bigger picture, and there's it, always a bigger picture, and there's always a smaller picture, and there's always like the small end pieces. of Men in Black. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the end of Men in Black, where yeah. like it zooms out, and the entire movie, entire universe of the movie is a marble game. Is like a piece is a marble that someone's playing, and maybe they're part of an even bigger marble. Isn't that how fractals work? Exactly how fractals work, and that's how, I think that's how I've always kind of thought of our existence in the universe. Okay, but then our consciousness is sort of a burden, then. It, it feels like yeah, it's a blessing and a burden. That, yeah. It's well, no, I mean it's like a two pronged thing because you're, you really might, you're very minute when you think about it. When we're you think tiny. about existence, you're minute, but at the same time, we're you're, tiny and large. It's, you it's are relative. aware of the minutia, which makes you feel like you might have some importance. Mm -hmm. But is that ego just biochemicals, or is uh, it actually? It's. Just I mean, I so acknowledge to, to a degree, about. but what are we important for? Like again, I think it's all relative yeah. and subjective. But, and then you're also, like, if you th spend time thinking about it, are you detracting from your purpose? Do we have purpose? Like, Let's put it this way. We may be, in the moment, important to, uh, like, if those cows you're trying to keep alive. Mm -hmm. right? We're important to them staying alive at the moment to in inevitably give you milk or whatever the hell they're going to be for. You know, or food, you know, food Well, their source. existence is Either way, on they're, they're alive, and you kept them alive, and you were important in that moment. But then zoom out to the bigger picture... We're just this tiny little thing on a rock. But that's why I like stories, Brady. Right now, someone made what is important. Well, that's listen really to our podcast. Yeah, and like it could be so. Like, don't you love movies and stories that have yes. like this opening event, and then all of these chains of events go with the event, and an event might be something as simple as someone put a red sock on. <laughs> like yeah, and I think about that. Like our podcast. Okay, say we're talking right now, and then it's in correlation with. The, I feel like the whole universe is playing out like that red sock thing. Mm. Could you elaborate on that a little bit more? Well. Like, no, because it's a big brain thing. I, I mean... Get, 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 get your 200 IQ out. No, it, it that on. it's not that high. I just mean that, okay, so let's try to think about this in context. Let's create another There's analogy. There's all of these seemingly random events happening around us right now, like I'm picking at my fingernails, you holding right, the fake right, thing. Right. The calves are out in the barn and they want a bottle. And then how are they all converging in these stories that have meaning? Oh, that's where quantum physics comes in. I know. Because um, the, uh, what is it? Oh, God, it's so confusing. I love to think this about This is going to be a real hard one to unpack, but I feel like I should because I brought it up. Unpack that suitcase. So, like, uh, fuck, 
okay. I know. I haven't um, had enough coffee. I haven't had any coffee, so it's hard for me to quantify. I maybe recommend pushing pause and going to the video, The Ten Dimensions Explained on YouTube. This will help to put everything in perspective before I explain this. In that video, they talk about how uh, each, each layer of dimension kind of just branches out into possibilities of... Oh, that only Everything. happen if they're observed. So, like, yeah. okay, we're one dimension is like a dot. Two dimensions is a dot to another dot. There's a line there. There has to be two points for there to be a dimension like or another dimension. Then you have the third dimension, which is length and width. The fourth dimension being time, meaning everything that's happening linearly, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the fifth dimension is like each possibility through time that that could that particle could take. Okay. Okay. And then the sixth dimension is like even more confusing than that. I'm kind of I'm kind of confusing myself. You're at me. It's cool. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I watched the video. But basically, it goes higher and higher in these dimensions until yeah, basically the tenth dimension. Basically, everything is happening, has happened, and is going to happen all at one single point. Yes. And that fractals into infinity. Okay. Basically, because then you have that one singularity of everything in existence happening, happened, and is going to happen in one dot. Then it there's another dot over here of that going on. And that's the basically... So there's multiple probabilities happening simultaneously yes. that don't so actually happen stacking. until they're observed. So once you're at the 10th dimension, it starts over because that 10th dimension of everything is one point and there's another one over here and that creates the second dimension on top of that, the 11th dimension if you want to break it down to that. So it just keeps fractalizing into this bigger picture of possibilities. Now, in quantum physics, they talk about how each particle... That exists. The the smallest building blocks of atoms, or whatever you want to call it, the quarks and all the shit, yeah. subatomic particles. There's probably shit even smaller than that. But basically, energy at its smallest form. Uh, it in any given smallest increment of time, it has this branch of possibilities it could take. Based on what happened. Yes. Just based, based on, on what... everything going on around it and all the other particles and how they're right around. Oh, then there's a conversation about choice. Yeah, choice and like, but it's like it's really hard really to wrap your choice? head around this because of just how many particles exist. Yeah. And how many possibilities there are for each particle in any smallest increment of time. This is where it gets hard to even explain and like articulate. But like, basically, like each everything has a branch of possibilities so like if you if you look at the possibilities as a picture it'd be like holographic because it could go over here it could go over there it could go forward it it could i could move my arm left i could move my arm right but it's all happening all at once though. It, it, but the, the real question is like do i actually have control over it or is it an illusion because of just the, the way the dimensions are playing out the way each particle interacts with every other particle just the way energy works in general I can't even articulate past that, but like, yeah. There's a fun episode on Community that's like this, where the different type. Remember that where yeah. they're they're eating the pizza and whoever decides to do the thing, it makes it different each time. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. It's just on a very simple yeah, level. Yeah, or like Schrodinger's cat. Yes, the the box. Yeah. Well, and and I think it's well, a fifty fifty chance of the cat existing in the so box, is, right? Or do it, uh, or does it always exist? And in one pos in one dimension, it doesn't exist. In the other dimension, it does. Dimensions are a really hard to explain thing, but like basically, yeah, like is our is our free will an illusion, and we're just writing it out? Or in this uh, in particular reality, reality in dimension, we have free will, and one we might not, and another yeah. we might. You don't know. Well, that's why they say that. That's where the whole multiverse theory came from. Was like because those possibilities exist as even a theory, then 
they hypothesize that there is some kind of a physical manifestation of each possibility in each smallest increment of time, and it's all stacked on top of each other, existing at the same place at the same time, always. And that's, again, the tenth dimension. It just makes me think... It, it's, of, it fucking blows my mind. Gives me an existential crisis. Yeah. That's makes, what makes me want to unplug and opt out. All I'm thinking of right now <laughs> is the Matrix where the deja vu thing. That's... It's just, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, well, yeah. because honestly, in my is life, I've had moments of where things have happened that I had already thought about ten, five, four years before, and it happens exactly, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, is this one of those things? Precognition or a... Well, it's like it's already happened at some other point in time. But that's the, yeah. Do the uh, do the dimensions crash into each other? That's what string theory kind of is. That things are crashing. String theory is like everything is like this string of existence, and they vibrate and crash into each other and create realities. Essentially, well, and are some and, of us more sensitive? And to... we're just stuck perceiving no higher than even the fourth dimension of time. We're not. We don't really perceive the fourth dimension of time. I think it's uh, we 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 perceive the effects of the fourth dimension of time, but, but we, we can't perceive it. We don't really. We have no way to like interact with it necessarily. Well, and that all comes uh, down to like consciousness. It's so fucking too. huge. It's such a huge. Are idea. we limited by our consciousness? Limited by our physical bodies? Are we just full of crap and we're trying to attribute specialness to us? I don't have the answers here. Mm-hmm. I I would like. And to... again, it really boils down to like what is special and like, and we can only really break these ideas down into like language, and like language is is completely. We're limited. limited. I can, Our brains can really only like. Oh think my about gosh! Things. Can you think about so, things and you can't say it in words the way what you're thinking about, and all it the drives time. you That's, crazy. I just, I just did it for like I the know. last four or five minutes. It makes me <laughs> nuts, though. I have. I don't these... even know if anybody knows what I'm talking about. I know anymore, what you. But... I understand what you're saying. <laughs> And that's the stuff that I'm talking about. It's like we're sitting here having a podcast about things, existential things, because we were going to talk about mental health today, and somehow we went to the, the 42 dimensions of time. So it's like, <laughs> it's like what, uh, what what's happening in some other, se- Man, you know. Time, time is one of them trippy things. And this is where stuck, I'm going to bring this up, guys. We're stuck in time. It keeps going. We're, we can't stop it. We can't go back. We can't go it's forward. Just it's, is. It just is. We're stuck in this, like, one singular moment in time at all times. We can't yeah. go back. And, and what's like... happened when I move my arm like this when I'm talking, you guys can't see it, but when I move my arm like this, it happened. It's that's now Katie's picking at her fingernails because it's making her excited when we talk about this. And like when I'm when I move my hand like this, I have pushed other particles this way and those are going that way and that's where the butterfly effect comes in our chaos theory and i'm gonna bring it up guys we part of this the whole reason for this existence we want to talk to other people about this will you please talk to us because some of you are starting to like i actually had some engagement this week but i know there are more of you out here in the world that are thinking about this stuff all the time and you don't talk about it to anybody, really. Or if you do, you have to be really good friends with someone to even bring this up. Because yeah. they're going to be like, what? Well, you I know? just talked to whoever's listening about all this stuff. And this yeah. is always going on in my head. Like the, oh, it's bouncing maybe around Maybe I am mentally ill and just haven't admitted it no, yet. No, well, I, no. Wait a second. Where are you on the spectrum? <laughs> exactly. Where am I on the, the spectrum? spectrum? Oh, I just pushed some particles, guys. I'm sorry. I'm moving my hands. And again, that spectrum, just like the particles and the possibilities in quantum physics theories... Uh, that spectrum is always moving at it's every fluid. at every tiny increment of time that you could possibly measure in even if there isn't a way to measure it there's these smaller and smaller increments of time if you take the smallest increment of time you can even fathom that spectrum's going to change from one to the next <gasps> do you think mental health is Just a state like the is possibilities a fluid state of particles. mental health is a fluid state exactly, i think that's part of the state. problem with mental health well, training our brains and treatment are a fluid state because is, those electrical yeah. signals are always moving from neuron to neuron they don't stop and that's when we're dead is when they stop is there a rubric for mental health wellness no probably not because i feel like mental health treatment is very static 
Like, it's like you have schizophrenia, you have obsessive compulsive disorder, you have manic right. depressiveness, but you might not be in that state of manic depressiveness all the time. Exactly. You, it's got to be fluid. It's very fluid. I feel like I, smarter it, people than I, us have talked about this. I'm going to have to I'm sure they have. I'm fascinated <laughs> by mental health people. We're just kind of like uh, asking questions about it. Well, Again, that's kind of our stick. I secretly I want to go to college to be some sort of mental health professional. I started college to become a counselor, and I, I've always wanted to go back, but one, I am too cheap. <laughs> to pay that much money. What do you need college for? The people who have already went to college for those things have probably written books about it. Well, but for even, college students, no, you can just go get the books. But to, and skip to the help middleman. people, you have to have the piece of paper. And see, you I actually want to help people. Well, well, at least for your own personal knowledge. No, I mean, like to help it. people. Like I want to blow the lid off of the medical industrial complex. I hate it so much. I feel like I've helped. Don't people. we all though? At this point in time, this is a big paradigm we're facing in America, specifically is our mental health. It's a mafia. It's this big thing. They're they're debating over it right now, probably in some fucking like uh, fancy building in Washington D.C. Well, and I I do I I want to and not out of yeah, arrogance. I don't want to I don't want to help people out of arrogance. I want to help people. I have changed well, my if life. You help people. At least if you help a system get fixed, that means it benefits you as well. Exactly. No shame in that. Well, and also I want people to feel as good as I am because I know I, I am in a state of turmoil my entire life. I have been because I can feel other people's feelings. I've been mm -hmm. able to do it my entire life and not in some sort of woo way. Just I am aware of them. Empathy. Empathy. I have a lot of We it. all have that mechanism built in. Exactly. Some of us have more than others. I think others. there are some people just who are unable to, their mechanism there are doesn't some work. That Sometimes can. we're broken. People are born broken. Yeah, just because I, but I've learned to tame that state of real empathy or anxiety to where I can function as a, without it that's mastering good. me. But that's and because I, you had to, otherwise you wouldn't survive. Well, exactly, because I didn't crazy. have people paying my cell phone bills. Yeah. I, I know that, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, resiliency is important, people, yeah. and you need, you are a lot, people are a lot tougher than they think they are. We've the, made it this far. Yes. How many fucking thousands of years? Have humans been around? We've made it this far. It means we're pretty resilient. I mean, literally every force of nature is trying to kill us at all times. We've and look at we've made ourselves. Here. We've achieved NASA comfort. Yeah. yeah. Think how comfortable so, I'm. More comfortable now than I have been in my life. Yeah. Other than mentally, I'm in a constant turmoil. But that's just because my brain is weird. Yeah. Well, maybe our brains aren't weird. Maybe everybody's in a little bit of turmoil and everybody like copes with it differently. I think we have to have the turmoil because that's kind of our progression system, is it not? Having anxiety and adrenaline and, and these things that keep us alive, these are these are important chemical tools. That's why we have them, right? Do you think we're in turmoil because we're not progressing the way we want to? And we're because I spend or most too of, slowly, maybe. I spend most of my life taking care of other people, and sometimes I get very angry about it because I'm like, maybe I'm not taking care of people the way that I should be because I'm doing I'm interceding yeah. to make people comfortable. You know, because you take care of little kids, right? I take care of people because I have that empathy thing. I want to just, I like it. I'm going to get up and make muffins for people. I like Yeah, you just coffee. made 18 muffins for a bunch of teenagers. I, I mean, did they deserve them? Probably not. There's, I mean, there's a bit of grace involved there. <laughs> Like give my, and take kind of thing. But my well, okay. But my son got What's his ankle smashed there? yesterday in football, and yeah. he's in pain. And I want—I know that sometimes that little extra effort makes people feel good in the moment. Now, here's some questions, okay? Okay. You think I need the existential I, one? I Did you just take away his ability to be resilient by not? Walking on that hurt ankle to go make his own muffins. I don't know. That's what I'm fascinated about. Because he very about. well could have. Or did it he would just have caused him pain, and you probably wouldn't have liked the fact that your son is in pain. But he's but in pain did anyways. did you just take away his ability to become resilient to that? I don't know. I'm is not it... saying that he sh you should have done that. No, but isn't that but... what parenting is? Is to, yeah, to, a... it's to temper yeah. the existential forces to give that offspring? Because you know yeah. what? Oh, you talked about. Who was it? Was it you or talking about your offspring is you? 
It is you putting your DNA forward. Yeah, it is your DNA, and it's and mixed with someone else's DNA. But basically, it's be, an extension of you. Your DNA is uh, that that DNA that came from you is identical to yours. It's like in evolution when the dinosaur is puking out the other one to make it, <laughs> you know. And eventually, one of the puked out dinosaurs lived because yep. you kept perpetuating your DNA. Yeah. And so it used to be a thing where it was all about numbers. Like you had to pop out as many babies as you could. Now you don't just have to. for the fact that one of them survived, and when that one survived, it, it did the same thing later in its life, and the DNA just kept progressing. Do you know that even a hundred? I don't know. It's hard to even, even seventy, that. eighty years ago, evolution is a, that complicated. child death rates were just. That's why our average lifespan. People actually lived a long time in the old days. A lot of if people you did. Survive, if you survive past the early age, most yes. people did not. You, you know, and if you have animals, you understand this intuitively. If you raise farm animals, there's a reason I don't raise pigs anymore. There's a lot of death, and yeah. death is hard on your soul. Yes, I don't care who you are. It you may act tough, but when something dies, especially if you take care of it, it's hard on you. I can't imagine oh, these parents know. that had like ten kids and only seven of them made it to adulthood. Is, Can you even imagine how is, that would feel? Is that a big part of that illusion of importance? Is also that feeling we get when something dies? Because it's actually hurting us. It doesn't hurt the thing. Mm -hmm. The thing actually has rest. It's gone. Maybe. I mean, we don't really know what happens in death and how it feels. Because once we can't really come back and tell people, right? But I you're mean, not in pain anymore. I don't believe I don't these near-death experiences. It's like, yeah, you, your near-death experience may be identical to somebody else's near-death experience, but did you die? You don't no, know. you didn't fucking die because you're alive now. I, I don't believe that's a really good, accurate also, representation of what death is like. So I, I know that you could tell me what near-death is like because you got near-death. Or what I guess a doctor would claim as you died, but you didn't really die because you're here. So we don't really know what death is like. We don't. We can't. We, we, know just, what we just have these anecdotes of what the person claimed to have felt like in a state of what doctors call near death. I've but been, I think death, uh, by definition, means you can't come back and fucking tell us how it feels. I know what the path of, I know what, well, to be alive is to die. To, to be dying. You are dying but from I, the moment I know you're what conceived. It, yeah, I know what I know what dying feels you're, almost you're, dying feels like because I I've had three times mm -hmm. in my life where my systems were shutting down and I was dying according yes. to the medical science. It's not a real great thing, but in some ways it also feels like you're gonna you're gonna get some rest. I'm sure your brain kind of has to cope with the fact that okay systems are shutting down. And we're gonna prepare. And we're going. There. We're just going. We're not there's be here some no panic more. when you're gonna die, and then I you bet. have there's a um. Like Where's when I had hypothermic, from, the panic, I know, is that your, your cells? cells probably don't panic. Ah, Do well, your no. cells panic? Do they even know they're dying? There's a huge push to live, though. Like That might be our consciousness, well, not I mean, our individual cells. Well, like you just talked I don't, about or, me. But does each individual cell contribute to consciousness? I don't know. It's so complicated. I think that's the problem. Uh, it's complicated, and humans try to simplify things to be in charge of other humans. Yeah, and we also have to create a narrative. That's what humans do. We are storytellers. Because that's how our brains work. I'm a our brains take all the data that's coming in constantly at every at it. every small increment of time that you can possibly measure and creates a narrative out of that, and that's how we perceive being alive, I think. Do you I don't think know. that I we just, are considering too many narratives it's all at once that and I can that's even why question we have this. anxiety? Because Possibly. I've thought of that. Your I can brain see. running through all these different narratives to put the right one into perspective? I get anxiety about putting the right one in because I don't want to cause yeah. harm. And well, that's narrative weird. is different than perspective too because narrative is like what's happening currently, what does the data all mean? Yeah. What, what are my eyes trying to You're tell me? You're trying to make sense yeah. of everything. What are my eyes trying to tell me? I'm always me? looking for what patterns. What are my ears trying to tell patterns, me? Patterns, patterns, patterns. And then you have your perspective of like, what you think about the narrative imposed by your brain uh, processing the data, I think, I don't know. I, I'm amazed that I can even talk on question about this right now. Like, 
Well, you you know we're, we're going to talk it's about amazing. customer service, which we aren't going to. <laughs> that was our did. original thing. We we always derail. But did, let's just put it this way. Yeah. Yesterday or the other day, we were like, yeah. I think we should do. We were bitching about customer service. And we should do an episode. On and customer we're like, we should service. do an episode about that. And then we sit down. And we get the microphone set up, and then and this I happened. open Audacity, and then we start talking about. Hey, Katie's like, "Hey, did you hear about this book? I, I did yeah, you ever heard about this fucking deep shit? This deep fucking shit?" And, and I'm then like, we're like, "Oh, no!" Then we already talked for half an hour. I'm like, we should hit record, and we did. And well, and we're t- to bring up customer service, even though this episode has nothing to do with it. <laughs> when I I help people at the I library every week, and my mind, when a person walks up to me, I assess their body language. This is just intuitively. Yeah. All of these things all at once, and I assess the situation, multiple possibilities all at once. It's almost like a quantum thing of how I can get through that scenario. One, to get it over with, because you're seeking comfort as a human. It's amazing Two, how fast our brains do this. By how way. can I make this person content and happy and to leave in a positive manner? Three, what do I have to do to manipulate the situation to do that? This all goes on in my <laughs> mind the second I see someone walking in the door. Yeah. I live quantum theory. It's amazing and, how and it's quickly like, our brains are even able to Brady, do this. And then Brady, even like, beyond that, I'm aware that I'm doing it. Yeah, exactly. That's not normal. Like, is so it, it normal? So it goes to show you that, yes, it's, it is impressive. It's amazing. It, it's it's insane that we're alive and can do these things but how important are we really and again i, don't think we I are. keep asking this question like what oh. is importance and can we can only define it by human language and only the language we know but I, really what's quantifiable as importance what is objectively important can we ever even define that aside from linguistically the existential crisis is that exactly we our whole lives we were told we're super sacred special little creatures and then you run into this wall of, am I really? Yeah. And then do you need to and just then, drive that, that you are important because you are alive? Maybe. Keep it simple? Or, um, I don't know. Keep it simple is always good. Um, So I listened to a podcast. I believe it was Duncan Trussell, of course. It has to be. Professor um, it was Trussell. like That's It was professor. this guy. Yeah, professor. He is Professor Duncan Trussell now. If he's um, a professor, can I check him out on Twitter? It's I want to be the gold mine on Twitter page, man. Grand potentate of quantum theory. <laughs> he was first a real estate agent. I don't think it was real, and then he was a pro- now he's now professor, he's professor Duncan Trussell. God knows yeah. what's next. The president of the United States. Who knows? Vote Duncan Trussell twenty ninety nine. I kind of want to um, write him in now. But yeah, I know. I'd love to. Like, I don't think he would take the job though. But anyway, I digress. Sorry, sorry, oh, it's I okay. Um, but he had this guest on who's a linguistics expert, and he was basically saying like uh this is hard to articulate these 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 things are so much bigger than big us. brain big brain i'm big trying brain. to put my big brain on i'm trying Shout to put my to 200 Garrett. iq red sock on um so he was saying like our perception of existence our consciousness the way we write the narrative of our life is all limited by our language like he was thinking like some the people who have very primitive languages perceive life much differently than like say people with a very affluent set of linguistics and that was his theory was like it your creation of this narrative that you're living through is limited by even the language that you know oh i love that the way you so explain much. It. it's sort of beautiful it is it's very poetic in a way too i really and, like but then it. you kind of you kind of look back and you go you know how the ancient people used to explain things and how maybe how they used to perceive life with the language they had at the time and it was limited by their ability yeah. to express themselves and, and he talked about something amazing which was these the his experiment that was done where these people were raised not learning a language they had to create their own essentially there was i think it was these set of a couple different sets of people mm-hmm. and grew up isolated no learning any language they had to create their own to survive 
and just like they were studying like uh like how the how different their perception of reality is and you know it was amazing and and just how how basically the entire experiment was to learn how language works in general like if they could figure out the rosetta stone the universal language that we live by basically so they could learn the mechanics of language in the first place and how our brain even does it in the first place like it's just amazing reality i don't remember so you make sense of reality I need to go by back how you express yourself yeah exactly I'm sorry, I just our, just did that. Like down it, it all gets filtered through our language center. No, that makes brain. total sense because it's how your brain is ordering things. Yeah, how you even create the narrative, and then in you your express head. it. Yeah, which is why people like art. And but they were trying to figure out if there was a universal language to it all. Oh, oh because yeah, we all per, we all perceive the it's data coming common. in. It's called common. It's in D and D. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Common. <laughs> uh, we all we all do perceive the data coming in. You know, our sensors pick it up. If you have those sensors, if you're not Helen Keller, but even she had like nerve endings. But well, anyway, you can still touch. We have all these sensors, these biological sensors, and the and the data from those is turned into some kind of electrical signal that goes into your brain, and then is processed and turned into a narrative. And that makes me wonder, like. And I'm probably digressing here from the point no, I was trying no, to make, I but like it makes me wonder, like, are we a fraction of time behind what we're actually perceiving? Because it does take time to move from, like, the nerve endings in your finger to your brain and then process and then put into the narrative that you're living. So we're buffering? Are, are, we, are we in a state of buffer? Like, that brings me back to the quantum physics question like are we are we oh, really on a subatomic level, do we have an illusion things. do we have an illusion of control an illusion of perception or are we just writing this goddamn thing out and it's all just set forward in motion and we're just part of it and just we're just writing it out is every word i'm fucking saying already going to happen because of the 10th dimension it already happened is happening and is going to happen no matter what all of time in one little singularity uh is every word i'm saying like predetermined by the course of movement from the very first particle that ever moved but theologians have been fighting over this for millennia that's the thing that yeah, predestination versus just... free will is but okay light moves as particle and waves could it be a bit of both i've always mm, wondered this I don't know. could it be a bit of both though yeah. could it but be does... a little bit you have some like okay you have roads to drive on yes but then you get to steer the car yeah that's true i mean the roads are already there, the roads are there you have to steer the car you could go off the road can... if you want and then maybe there's more than one person driving the car that's it oh, but anyway here's the thing i'm sorry here's the thing. Like, no that's okay I'm but here's excited. that brings a question like are we gods because we can manipulate the course of the particle movements depends on your definition yeah, of God. because we're changing a lot of particle movements by just moving by breathing by thinking oh, by the, the self, existing yeah the self-help people the deep blue thinkers they believe that you can manifest things by thinking about them positively mm -hmm. like oh you mean the secret well yeah basically how and, much and is, they, how much does his tickets cost because we were selling the secret for 29.95 oh i think gosh. you got to pay like 200 bucks for a ticket to that guy but they're the secret 299.95 but the secret is is that you're this the god then right like that you're are we gods like really like it, it, let's even look at it from a christian point of view i guess or even just basically well, a dogmatic supposed, point of view you're supposed to reign in heaven if we're him, if we're him. supposedly created by this creator in its image whatever that may be can we even fathom it um does that also give us a bit of the power of creation God, by God by creating powers. by changing the course of particle movement i think in, that also in quantum that physics also, in the dimensions that has to do with if you believe that you are manifested in his image or that's again it's because a that's thing. a consciousness I, i'm just thing. I, i'm well, throwing out ideas because here. <laughs> you're you're made in the image so it's a consciousness thing so that means you do have a bit of that right because we are okay and we are mammals but how we exist is separate from all of the others mm -hmm. as far as no other mammals or creation, or whatever it is that you're going to quantify it as, does what we do. Right. They don't. We because you we literally have the ability to steer 
our destiny in a sense. Like you're saying, the thing, okay, because we exist in a system, things happen to us that we can't steer. Right. Well, there is a thought in the secret people that well, you can steer it somewhat by how you think. That was my theory. Positive ways. Or that was my, my question was like, are we really steering it or do we have the illusion of steering it? Oh gosh, I don't know. Because we're stuck in that it. buffer. Because we're buffering. We have that however many milliseconds or microseconds I or nanoseconds behind we are in of reality because of our processing. We still might be clicking That the mouse. gives me the question, are we really in control of every movement or is uh, is it all reactionary? Or a bit of both. To the environment around us. Is it all reactionary? Are we are we moving at all? You know what? You just said earlier, though, that we can't fathom the complexity of it. That's because the of our problem. That's why there's And a so maybe it's a bit of both. Maybe it's a mixture of all sorts of things, and we just can't quantify it because we are limited by this framework. Maybe, and I feel yeah. like the framework that we exist in is beyond us a lot of the time anyways. Well, I really do. Maybe that's where AI is going to come in. Maybe AI is going to understand these numbers. I'm understand very excited the math, about quantum Understand computing. the equation. Maybe I'm AI very... is going to see where we're putting in the wrong numbers in the equation we were talking about. And, and, and you know where they're going to tell us the right goes. number. Yeah, they're going to tell us where to put the exponent. Like, they are. Oh, turns out you were supposed to impute a 3 there. But what is a 3? Numbers are linguistic as well. Well, I think that numbers are the language. The universe. They, they always say math is like the universal language, but is it really? Like, I mean. But it's how. Well, and that's just. Kind of, I guess. I mean. Okay, it's constant. I, I can draw a three, but if I want to say three, I could make a different shape, a million different shapes, and tell you, you that's could do three. three stick figures. But it's what that language represents that's the universal language, but we had, just have no way to, like. Maybe the universal uh, language hasn't been it. brought out yet. Maybe it's there. We just haven't been able well, to. Well, it's quantify. there. That was, again, that study where the, the people made a language. Well, I mean, there's that movie. So there's a language. Did you ever hear that movie, Nell, there's a way about that girl that grew up and made her own language? It's from the 90s. That's very similar to that experiment. Yeah, you it's probably should, based on that. It, well, yeah, it, it was... Um, or, or Rivals. She had her own language because she had grown up alone. Mm. Out, Complete isolation. Isolation. Yeah. And she, you, you could understand her somewhat. But I don't know. Anyways, I understand what you're saying there. That's a very interesting con... That's interesting. It's, it's complicated too. I think that's the problem. And I could be—I don't even fucking understand it. So I'm just literally talking about what I've heard about it, but it brings up questions. Well, and that's why you know what my favorite thing on the whole entire planet is reading. I yeah. love—I love the written word. I think it's the greatest that's thing. another language in the entire universe. Not only can we speak words, it's amazing that we can write down little shapes, and we've come up Put with this system of going: it. this shape means this sound, this shape means that thing. But there's an underlying, like, objective reality to what you're writing down or saying. You know what I mean? Has anybody... And we can make shapes or sounds for it a million different ways, but there's something there... The universal That's word. quantifiable behind all of that. That's what frustrates me, because I can't even like, say what it is. I can't even wrap my head around what it is. It's like on the tip of my brain. I do get frustrated, and I think we all have that I feel fight. like our limitations frustrate me. I, I would like <laughs> We're to be... We're so limited. We'll I would never like break to be beyond the... Again, I think that's where AI is going to come in. But are we ever... If AI figures out all this shit, is it even going to have a way to tap into our linguistics to explain, explain it? To it? I know are we that's... even going to be able to understand? Like, uh, is language itself limited? Or is our understanding completely limited because we can't... Even our interpretation know, man, of AI... Like on, is there a ceiling? Like on the Avengers, uh, what's-his-face, the... the um, you know what I'm talking about, the red the, guy. The red guy. Yeah, what the hell is his name? I can't or remember. Another but, example is in Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan, Well, the yeah, God they're guy. human yeah. representations of all-knowing AI, but they're yeah. still very human. And I feel well, like... Well, we always impose some kind of human-like things on our stories. Well, and I mean... That, to relate to it or understand it better, and, maybe? 
Well, and that's just know. it. How is it going to relate to us if it gets mm. so far beyond us? Okay. Maybe that's why the guy was talking about that the 101-year-old dude about how mm. they treat us like potted plants, how we treat plants. We cherish and love plants, but we still... But they're still, so far beyond our understanding. And we and, still and, rip plants out of the ground when they're harmful. Yeah. What's it like to be a plant? We'll never know because we only understand what it's like to be a human because that's that's what we are. That's the tools we have. That's the brain we plants have. Plants still communicate. We can't ever empathize with a plant. Because they, we don't have the same mechanics as they Damn have. Damn Brady, now I'm thinking about a universal or, cosmos language. It's just, yeah, that's... My, my all, brain is My brain already fucking hurt. My brain's already blown by the we concept we're talking about. Every time we have a podcast, we are like super animated and excited <laughs> after. And then after it, we have to go like almost take a nap. Because like, our brain, I, like my brain is I still have pretty that. Bad. That's why we haven't stopped yet because I'm still having, I'm on that, I'm riding I'm that, on that high. high. Well, my I'm brain hurts pretty bad talking. right now. And again, it all boils down to language. Everything you're hearing from us, it's just the podcast. It's just us talking, but that's language, right? So now I'm talking. I'm thinking about the We're Bible. Making... You know, the word was God, and there's that whole big First John thing. Yeah. Language is like no. Everybody acts like they understand that sentence, but that sentence I think is way beyond yeah. us. Language is this box, but inside this box is something that we can't even unpack. It's stuffed right in there, and it's like, but it's there. And so it hurts my brain to even try to explain well, yeah, this to you. I can't explain the thoughts that are going on no. in my brain right now, and I don't even know if my brain understands what I'm thinking about, so I'm, I'm kind of confused. Just think about all your little synapses right I wish now. I was they're, firing, they're firing like, <laughs> yeah, you know, fucking, lights in Vegas. I'm probably blowing <laughs> fuses left and right up there right now, like, ah! We did not eat enough muffins for this. <laughs> I don't think I I probably should have ate the whole tray like you Ian. Should've... Maybe Ian found the answer to eat the whole tray of It muffins. was the blueberries. They're a superfood. The fucking blueberries. The they blueberry, are a superfood, right? I, I put a lot of blueberries Anti-oxidants. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call this episode: the antioxidant, the existential antioxidant. I don't yeah. know. Well, well, um, but really, guys, like, yeah, I just find it—it's so fascinating. Maybe it's fascinating because I don't—I can't. It cuts on the tip of my brain. Why you guys are hearing these words, and these are just sounds. These are just particles vibrating in a specific pattern. But and it goes into your eardrum, right? It it, move, it replicates that pattern of vibration in your eardrum. Yes. And that moves bones, and those bones touch nerves, and those nerves send an electrical signal to your brain, I would assume identical to the frequency of the sound wave in every small increment of time. I just now, something. Now listen. Keep going. Your brain goes, that pattern of sound means this, and then creates a narrative or a, a picture in your head or converts it to some kind of way you understand it and can comprehend it and quantify it. And that's all this podcast is. You're quantifying my sound waves. But it also means something because we had a consensus on what those vibrations mean. Exactly. Which is this weird circle. It's the, it's the, which is why it's so complicated and it's why we're talking about it so much right now because I, it's so hard to even like understand what it all means. Why, why, why that mechanic exists and what are we, are we even, again, goes back to are we even in control of what we're saying? I don't know if we are. Is every again? Is everything I'm saying a result of particles that started moving eons ago, and it just kept moving? And basically, chaos theory. Just all these particles kept running into each other, and eventually, now here, now, we're just, and forward. They vibrated in this certain way, uh, and that we're having this I, certain conversation. I hope I've literally blown up people's heads right now, like the movie uh, Edge of the World or whatever with Sean. Uh, Simon Pegg oh, and Nick oh, Frost, yeah, yeah, where all yeah. the alien heads exploded. No, maybe I'm thinking of um, uh, the Kingsmen, where oh. everybody's fucking head started exploding from the, the cell phones or whatever. That was Kingsman. I wish I remembered what or that Kingman. movie. God, I love that movie. By the you way, know, Kingsman's an awesome movie. I don't know the Julia whatever her name was when she had the meat grinder she <laughs> oh, put yeah. people in. That was the second. That lady was cold. Yeah. So I didn't cool. know. I had no oh. idea what to expect oh. with that movie. It just kept. 
progressing into more and more absurdity because it started out like you could understand what was going on like i understand the whole movie but like i didn't it was just blew my mind because i didn't expect what happened in the movie i, I, I can why, never like, rewatch that movie for the first time no, again unfortunately i think that's why i like learning amazing. so much is because i love the unexpected i that's want what it is, yeah yeah it's like you don't know you, to, you might go to a lecture on quantum and someone might flail on the floor and have a seizure not that i want someone to but then you would start thinking about is this happening or is it only happening because i'm observing you know what i mean like I just... you know what i just pictured okay we create the ai okay. and the sing and it's the singularity right or whatever the fuck i can't even explain what the singularity is right now but Go we create the ai and, it, and, it, and it, it's there for a few years right and then it finds the fucking answer it digs through all the data that we can't because it has the ability to process thousands of years of data in like a millisecond isn't 23 that because of moore's yeah. law or whatever yeah. and then uh it it finds a way to quant to break it down into linguistics we can comprehend and and process into whatever the fuck images and sounds in our brains that we can understand and plug into our narrative right because mm -hmm, it has to go in the i just imagine it saying that and everybody in the world all at once either their brain explodes like in the kingsman or uh we all just go into a seizure and die. Or we all just literally... It breaks down the answer so well that we just cease to exist and, and all of existence... Un, like a paradox, like they say in time travel happens where the universe just unfolds on itself and explodes or like doesn't exist anymore because we found it. Well, so I just had that image in my head. You know, and this is really messing with me because I'm watching... Ian came in last night, you know, he's got the broken ankle. And so we laid here in my room and watched... We just picked a show randomly off of Netflix because we don't do this very often. And the show we picked was The Umbrella Academy. <laughs> Which is about time travel I and all sorts of travel. random things. Mm -hmm. But there's this group of people that are, they go through history. They have time travel assassins. I to, love that. To, and not that just to awesome. kill people that are going to do things, but to keep the stream going in a way that is, keeps the stream going. Just, the show blows my mind. I, I, I had to sit there and. I love time. It's such a fun thing to th try to figure out in your head. Because again, I was saying like, we have no really a way to manipulate the fourth dimension of no, linear not time right progression, right? I think we but doesn't stop here's, here's where the amazingness of our brains come in again we have the ability to like emulate time travel through our memories we can at least travel through what we remember what our neurons remember the way our neurons remember firing we can kind of revisit that yes and we plug it into our narratives so, to make us feel special in a way is that not time travel in a way because it's, it's not physically as like we're not geographically moving through time and space also the memory is happening at some point in time we, at the same time we we're can, thinking about it yeah we can still like emulate the neurons firing or at least replicate those same neurons firing well, but plugged into our new narrative based on the data since then right like well and also like you just I said love though the it is a form of time that. travel because at some point and some different point in yeah. time in some different dimension it's happening we might it's, think it's, it's happening almost, in the past but it's happening exactly at that time somewhere else right? yeah it's like we can tickle the fifth dimension basically because <sighs> because we can go back and imagine at least as the what those cookies as, we, like. we can imagine because we're the sum of a bunch of different particles right so we can imagine those that amalgamation of particles and the different possibilities we could have taken in that moment of time like, so that's kind of like we're emulating the fifth dimension right? i like thinking about if i dropped a soup spoon in that particular instance instead of doing do you ever think about how the yeah, stream all the turned out we've all yeah. done it like we, we let's say you're embarrassed in school one time and you could keep replaying that moment in your head in your uh, head rumination rumination, rumination is right that's so. is that not time travel because you're th you're playing with the fifth dimension but in your brain right your brain is at least those neurons are traveling through the fifth dimension i would think because you can you can simulate 
all the different possibilities that you could have taken, right? I feel like this is our the, neurons are doing that. The blueberry muffin initiative. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, y'all gotta have these muffins, man. Right. Apparently, I don't There's know what these muffins. You, I did. Did you put LSD I in put your fucking blueberries? In there. I think it's just the blueberries. God damn! I didn't even eat one. I just baked them. Does <laughs> the that mean I'm the architect <laughs> of this dimensional time traveling thing? I don't know. Uh, are we all? I guess because again, like, I'm thinking about it. Like, I'm just technically thinking, we're able to manipulate the fifth dimension with our, our neurons. Thinking, like, I don't know. Are we? Are I'm we tickling about it? About free will. It's like we're tickling it. Being a dual pronged sword right now. I'm just. I'm thinking. In fact, I'm thinking too much. We might have our brains might blow up at the end of this episode. I hope so. I kind of at this point. That's what I hope the end game is. Can you imagine if Tom sees it when he comes in here? Be like, whoa! You know that was just fucking brains all over. (laughs) (laughs) Just a mist of gray matter floating through the air. He just shut (laughs) the door. Our our neurons fired so hard, like it atomized. Spontaneous human combustion is being able to understand it all and not being able to quantify it. What if like? There were some extra blueberries fermented in the Jack Daniels they drank, because there's always alcohol involved in like the 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 uh, yeah, spontaneous a, combustion, right? That's true. According to the anecdotes, it right? was just the blueberries. So like, there's just the little extra fermented blueberries. Again, the fermentation, right? Oh yeah, the, the gut their biome. Their gut health was so their good. Their gut biome, like, <gasps> their gut biome, figured out the answer to it all. Instead of the AI, it was their gut biome, so and they got, atomized. If you got your back um, gut bacteria, if you got your gut bacteria to line in a certain way in one of the dimensions, that's why your brain will blow up. Yes. Have we gone off into the ridiculous it, now? It, 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 but it makes me wonder. Okay, I want to know because uh, our senses are only attuned to the third, the three dimensions. You know, and true. Sometimes maybe the fourth. I'm still trying to figure out. If, like, are we really in the fourth dimension or just feeling the effects of it? But anyway, uh, we have, like, length, width, and height, right? We can perceive anything in the, in the within those realms. three-dimensional spaces, but, but, yes. Maybe we're not. I don't know. Fuck. I'm not smart enough to think about this but or to, to preach about this. But, like, uh, are there things out there living in higher dimensions? I feel like there might be. I feel like sometimes is, I wonder if that's what people see when they see aliens and ghosts. I'm not yeah, saying that I believe it. Ghost is just like echoes of the th- to the eighth dimension. Yeah, because how can you be so arrogant to say it doesn't exist? It just means it hasn't been witnessed and quantified yet. Like, yeah, my my wife hates me because she's always watching spoopy ghost stuff, and I'm always like, that's bullshit. That's a fucking. It, how could a ghost figure out how to like? Because those spirit boxes—that's the one that really gets me. Oh, those spirit boxes nuts. where it's like so it's just a machine that like quickly goes through like quickly cycles through different radio frequencies obviously of like the radio like converting it to a sound waves through a speaker right like like how we listen to fucking rush limbaugh right okay it's but it cycles through hundreds of these radio frequencies at one time and supposedly the ghost knows how to manipulate the radio signals right at the right moment to make a word come out of that that fucking is bullshit come on okay is there a ghost school where they learn how to do that just to say one word to somebody who's fucking trying to find them and like what does it all mean like our entire i can't say i it's i can't say it it doesn't exist but like how does somebody explain how that's all i want to know our entire human narrative (laughs) is what we have observed correct right and how we have linguistically put it to paper, so to speak. How we explain it to each other makes sense of all of it. Yeah. Well, what about ghosts and all those things? That's just how we can have explained the unexplainable. Maybe it's something completely different that our I AI bet it will is. discover. And then yeah, what if AI discovers ghosts? Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to and AI. Interacts with a lot them. of people are scared. If that AI funny. figures out how that they're real, they're going to figure out how to like interact, interact with, with them, it, right? Like just like like some Ghostbusters shit. Well, right? I hope that they water me as a plant so that I can learn some <laughs> of this stuff. Oh, because... they'll water us if we're pretty enough, right? Oh, maybe that's why. <gasps> 
Oh, oh mind blown. Yeah. Maybe that's why we have this proclivity to like be beautiful. To 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 worry about vanity so much because we're being prepped to since the earth set us in motion to create the AI. Do we have to be the prettiest if, plant? If Mother Nature put us on this planet or or groomed us through evolution to create the AI, what if that's why we're inherently worried about vanity because we have to be the prettiest flower to the AI or whatever oh, to survive? No. Maybe that's our survival mechanism for when the AI happens. Well, well did I'm, I just blow everybody's mind again? I'm I don't gonna know. be I blew the, my fucking. Mind I want to be the amusing looking plant. Oh my god! The novelty plant. These big thoughts, man. I know deep. I, I or am I just full of shit? Is this all nonsense to you guys? No, you know Are we what? completely full of shit? Are we are we crazy? Are you guys gonna fifty one fifty us because you heard this fucking episode? <laughs> you know what? It's okay though, because I feel like everybody has thoughts and it's fun to sit around and talk with your friends. And if I love people it. don't like us, I don't it's up to them. I <sighs> I'm not I, afraid I, to talk about things. I never have been. I'm not even stoned right now, you guys. I Imagine some, if I'd had a, you know partaked in a little bit of that marijuana tea, but I must admit Ooh. I would like to have some food. What, I think we might have to have some uh, more blueberries. It's definitely nearing lunchtime. Oh yeah. man, I don't know if we should eat the blueberries. There was something in them fucking blueberries. I picked them locally. What I kind of goddamn pesticides got going on there? Well, like, they're next to a lumber a DMT? mill in uh, maybe those blue, maybe in those blue, Idaho. I don't know. Maybe those blueberries had extra DMT. They thought DEET, but it, or DDT, but that it was DMT. <laughs> Somebody made a mistake at the factory. <laughs> I want some. Whoopsies. This is the DMT blueberry episode. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I think we're going to have to wrap it up because I'm going to pee my pants if we keep doing this. It's not. Fun. That was supposed to be dimethyltalamine. Oops. I, I made a boo boo. <laughs> made... That's dimethyltryptamine. <laughs> I can see it's an honest mistake. I really am sorry about the blueberries. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even eat one, though, so we can't blame that. I did touch them. God, they they absorbed through the skin. I've been rubbing my eyes. Maybe that was the problem. Well, Whatever you're not supposed to do hands. that during the time of Rona. Yeah. I'm dying here, you guys. Okay. Just thinking about it. The fuck well, is in the blueberries. I'm sort of just pondering everywhere we went on this I trip. I wish you could have all had these blueberries, man. I'm fucking going on these crazy mental rides. I better here. go like check the, on Ian. He the, ate like four of those muffins. Oh, you man, he's probably in two. there. Ian's <laughs> probably found the answer to life. He ate way more than we did. He's in there. Well, Ian's in there like uh, he turned into the AI. Ian is the AI right now. That's what it stands. Hey, the letters <laughs> AI are in there. So. <laughs> Moral of this episode is eat more blueberries, guys. Yeah, it's gonna help. I think we solved the world's problems. We all just need the to eat more blueberries. The secret to life is blueberries. Yeah, no wonder they're so expensive. Jesus Christ, we could do a whole episode on the cost of blueberries. But I think we're gonna end it here, guys. Yep. If you're still listening to this point, then uh, I don't know. Sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> sorry, eat blueberries. Not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> eat a shit ton of blueberries and you buy won't. a microphone. You won't regret it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wow, that surely was something. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed our rambles. And now go have a blueberry smoothie. Indeed. But before you fire up that blender, make sure to get on our social media pages and uh, tell us what you guys thought. Maybe discuss some of the topics we went through. There was numerous of them this time. And uh, if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit like and subscribe if you haven't already. And have a good day.